I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Testing one, two, check, three. Check, Checking check, the microphone. check. Your voice is epic. Thank you, Can sir. we do an intro? Ready? Ready. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. <laughs> I had coffee, too. <laughs> Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris, and I am no longer drinking caffeine after today. Um, my, Good. My brother from another mother is here. I'm very lucky to have Derek Green with me here again today before he leaves on a three-month tour. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't want to think Thanks about for it. for having me. So though. I'm trying to get you on a bunch before you go because I love having Come you. On, I love man. having you here, man. So thank you for being I feel, here. I feel the love. Thank you. And then across from <laughs> me is my friend. I haven't seen her in many, many years, only through social media because that's how the world is now, and everybody <laughs> doesn't really hang out with each other, and everybody's far apart. Uh, Mia Tyler, thank you for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. So this is your first podcast. It is my very first podcast. Yes. Exciting. So excited. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think how we met. He was asking Yeah, I was early. asking. I usually ask, like, how did you meet Toby? I know how we met. Okay. Here we, we go. The first time we met. Okay. You were in Hazen Street. Ooh, oh, shit, that's right. Recording at... Howard over, Benson Studio. Yes. Wow. And I was there with Pop P. Roach. Oh, that's right. When I was married. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Holy and shit, P. Roach was in there too the same time. I didn't even yeah, you guys were in the other studio. I didn't even and I was like, because I knew who you were because I grew up in New York going mm. to hardcore shows. So I was like... Damn. How has this world just totally turned around? Yeah, that's here true. Here I am in the valley. Yeah. <laughs> With Howard Benson yeah. of all people. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's crazy. I didn't even freaking mention I that. I think that was the first time we met. Yeah. I didn't, Jacoby didn't remember that. I'm bringing that up when we had him in the pot about mm. recording the same mm. time. We both did Howard Benson, but yeah. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, what was the second time? This, I think the second time our f- mutual friend Ori. 
because I was being a total from Queens. I was being a total mark in WWE because I'm a huge oh, wrestling that's fan. Right. And I had watched some like CM Punk thing and yes. I just was like I was in the dock. I mean so I would mention the dock. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so Ori had mentioned that you were buddies with him and I just wanted to like I totally sent him like a fangirl letter, just like it was. It was straight up just because I love that documentary and it's I related to it. Yeah, and I I am also a huge wrestling fan, right. so I somehow got in touch with you, and then you gave me his email, that's and then I wrote him this stupid letter. But then we became <laughs> email buddies, oh, Phil and I. So it was like it was a nice. And now he's a champ again. I just saw that the other yeah, day. Yeah, so. It's so that's so crazy. It's a yeah. small world, a very small Barry. world. And yeah. Ori, Ori's the one. Yeah, he's out here now too, right? Yeah. Yep. He's I a Queens he's boy, but he was like he is. So I, I didn't realize until I did my deep dive that you were born in New Hampshire. I always thought you're from Cali for some reason, but really, yeah, I don't know why. Cali? Not Cali. Well, like, well, not New Hampshire. Let's just say right, not yeah, New yeah. Hampshire, because you did live in New York for a long time I after did. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was born in New Hampshire, but then I re- I live I grew up in New York longer than I lived anywhere else on okay. this planet. Well, now California, but yeah, now for me, California lived here longer than I lived anywhere on the East Coast. Wow, it's kind of sad. It's it's What's weird. That? It's weird. It is it's weird. like over twenty years here. Yeah. Right. Right. It's right. crazy. Yeah. So um okay, so New Hampshire. So you went to school there too and everything? I was born there and then we moved to New York and I was there till I was four. And then from four to eleven, I was back in New Hampshire. So it was it was all yeah. up in the air, but I'm mainly a New York City girl. I just can't claim it because I wasn't born there. Yeah, me too. That's what everybody says. You can't I know. claim that you're from here. It's true, isn't that weird? But dude? I lived there. I did all of my adolescent naughty adolescent growing up there. So. Yeah, my band started there. Does that mean I'm from? The whole band was not from that we met there. Mm, it's interesting. Not really. Well, okay. Aer- Aerosmith is claimed to be from Boston because that's where they true. moved to, but they're none of them are from there. My dad's you're from, from New, New York. York. Mm. They're from New England, but they're a Boston band. So okay, yeah. so I can just, I can still claim New York hardcore because my band was born. I o- that's okay. how I always associate yeah. okay. you. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But okay, <laughs> Guru from Gangstar, he was from Boston. He moved to New York. He claimed New York. Yeah, Gangstar's right. from New York. Right. So something like that, I guess. Right. Yeah. Sure. Um. So how was it? Gr- how was it going to school in New Hampshire? Like growing up in New Hampshire. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I honestly really. Just, I mean, just it's normal. I only it's a beautiful one place. City there. It's like Concord. That's. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the capital pilgrimage. Oh, sorry. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it wasn't like whatever. Are. It's beautiful. I love it. It's my heart, that house. I grew up there with my mom. And yeah. So my my emotions are there, and it's on a lake, and it's beautiful. It's oh, a little, nice. little town yeah. on a lake. So um, Yeah. But then I had to take uh, an hour-long bus to get to school as a little kid, and mm. it was Ooh. it was just, you know, I was the first to get picked up and the last to get dropped off, oh, and yeah. it was right. lots of snow and yeah, none of that good stuff. <laughs> and even like yeah, I'm as an adult, I can appreciate it. As a kid, I was like, "F this place." Yes, yeah, so you might be getting picked up in the dark when the sun was going down early in the winters, 100%. and you waiting to get. Pe- yes, hundred percent. My my son has like this. I feel like I feel like we scarred my son because we'd pick him up all the time, and and when it, he first realized that the sun would go down early in the winter. He'd be at school because he did after school stuff, and he'd be dark, dark and he'd be crying, yeah. waiting for us. Like, yeah. oh man, I can't imagine <laughs> that. Or just taking the bus for an hour as a young kid too. It was uh, it was called the county coach, and okay. it was half little kids and then half um, uh, older people who were disabled, oh, um, okay. like Down syndrome or different different gotcha. disabilities. So yeah. it was a mix, which is a strange mix for a first and second grader to be yeah. on a bus with people and it, it's scary when you're a little kid yeah it was sure. also the 80s and we didn't have uh 
the internet or compassionate <laughs> parents. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it was, uh, it was a vibe. It's funny you say that the eighties and not compassionate parents, like how parents weren't the way we are. Yeah. Cause we're super emotional and oh, I yeah. know you're emotional, <laughs> compassionate and we're very like hands on and like in the mix and yeah. communicating. And it's like, don't cry or go to school get on that bus. You know what I mean? It's different yeah. growing up back yeah. then. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was different back then. But then I, w- I had the flip side of that. We were always in New York City. Yeah. And then we officially moved back when I was 11 or 12. So to New York. Like, yeah. So it was like I yep. went from like country bumpkin, New Hampshire gal to New City York slicker. City, like <laughs> wearing baggy jeans yeah. and, just, you know, being thinking <laughs> I was tough and <laughs> the New York City. And you went to public school there? I went to private school. Wow. Okay. Um, I went to a lot of schools. I didn't do so well in school, but mm. I did. I did um, Catholic school. Were you a troublemaker? Were you like a wild kid? I I'm just I'm I'm antisocial. I don't like okay. people. Mm. I don't want to be in a clique. I don't want to go do things with other people. I just wanted to be in my world, do my own thing. Yeah. I also nah, not to be cliche, but I never found anybody that was like like me. I was into yeah. like. My mom always pushed music on me, so I would listen to like rock and roll or, you know, the 90s listening to like Green Day. I was obsessed with Green Day when they came out, like (laughs) weird little things, but nobody ever was into the same stuff I was. So I just was like, just going to go home. Damn. Right. So you just a lot to, you know, growing up where we were able to find a lot of connection through music yeah well like-minded people they right. the same thing right like well i think punk. it's because my mom forced me to go to these schools that i did not want to go to yeah. yeah so i was in these like i was the first school i went to was like a prestigious upper east side catholic school all wow. girls school wow. and i was like what can i cuss on here yeah i mean i don't even know i've been in court <laughs> so the fuck you want to say girl Ooh, hey, I, hey, girl hey, hey. but i was like i don't want to fucking be here this yeah. is like not this isn't none of this is my vibe in any yeah. way i get it yeah. all girls all attitude uh, ca- catholic being just pushed on top of you yeah. having to go to church and all that. and i just didn't agree with any of that and yeah. then then she wanted me to be an actress so she sent me to this other school um that was the biggest mistake where you could sign out and say you had auditions oh, and it was right shit. by central park so we would go by acid and drugs <laughs> and just in 10th grade i'm like just chilling in the park doing terrible drugs in the park so wow. and then they said you have to leave uh you can stay back half a year or you can leave and i was like well fuck you i'm not staying wow to do 10th grade over again so i left found another school on the east side that was for like complete derelicts just <laughs> <laughs> do you remember i don't know if you guys remember this there was like these two high school kids that had like killed a homeless guy in central park I might have heard that back One then. of them went to that school. Oh, so, like, shit. it was just like. Wow. Yeah. They're just. And then, so I stopped going to school. My best friend and I at the time, who both of us used to go to your shows, but awesome. we would cut school and we would just go. To hang out. Eat, hang out. <laughs> yeah. Window shop, go to Bloomingdale's, like, just do anything <laughs> to avoid going to school. And then that school said, that was 11th grade. They were like, you can stay back or you can leave. So I was like, fuck you. So I left, found another school in the Upper West Side that would take me that was even worse than that one. Wow. And I was just like selling drugs and doing E and like, yeah. Holy shit. I was like zonked out of my mind the whole time. And then I, that was 12th grade. And then halfway through the year, they were like, ah, 
You're going to have to stay back again. Oh, my God. Took away all my senior privileges. So I was like, fuck you. And I left. And then I went to City Ass. I call it City Ass, but City Ass down in the lower. <laughs> yes. Lower we, West. Oh, okay. Lower West. Okay. Yeah. And I went there and I did, uh, instead of going to school, you could be, you could do a, um, what is that? When you work at a place, but you don't get paid. Uh, uh, internship. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. So they were like, you care, you can do an internship. So I found a casting agency. So I worked there and just, I actually stopped going to school and was just working there for free. Cause I also at that time had left home oh, and wow. was like homeless. So it was my That's high school, crazy. my high you school time was very <laughs> up and down. Wow. Yeah. Very rebellious. Uh, and you, and you, you didn't want to do any acting. That. You didn't want to be an actor. No, I didn't. Okay, and my yeah. mom was kind of like forcing me and I got a, like a couple parts and I just didn't. I hated it. I yeah. didn't want to do it. And my mom was trying to make me be this Upper East Side or like. I she wanted you to mold you into something you weren't. She wanted me to be in this celebrity world. Right. Yes. Um, I remember like my sister was friends with a couple um, people and uh, like um, Marlon Richards. Okay. Who is um, Keith Richards' son. And my sister, uh. my older sister Liv would hang out with them. And my mom would let me stay out no curfew because i was with them yeah and i remember thinking like that's that's weird yeah like i'm 16 hanging out with these much older people and i can stay out till four in the morning doing god knows what because they are somebody's right kid Mm, and i just i started resenting her for things like that because i was like you're not being authentic that's not she was like in that world, you know, yeah, like I mean, with she Bowie was a party, and, yeah, and she was Andy like Warhol, and yeah, oh, your mom, it's intense yeah. seeing, you know, like yeah. really being seen, you know, like okay, beauty, and yeah, beauty, I mean, very important, I guess, yeah, like that aspect of like being beautiful, or yeah, she was, she was a party gal, yeah. like. Mm. she liked to host parties and put on Iggy Pop and everybody was dancing and ha ha Mia and her friends got drunk, you know, little things like that, yeah, which yeah. you can't, obviously we wouldn't do now. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. Well, to that extent, but um, yeah, so it was just, it was, she really wanted me to be this. It's something you weren't. Celebrity right. or like, yeah. and I just, I've never cared about any of that. And I, I, I still don't, I'm not even trying to care. Yeah. <laughs> and did you did you get to modeling through your mom too when you were young? So no, that came up <laughs> that came up because I was um I was in rehab okay. at nineteen. At nineteen. Yeah, so I so after high school I just was like a mess. I was all over the place. My dad got me an apartment because I was like I I I told my mom at seventeen, I said, Look, I'm leaving. You can get child support for one more year and I won't tell my dad that I'm leaving. And you can let me leave or I'm going to leave and tell him that I'm leaving and you won't get any money. Wow. man! And that shot her right up. So I just went and I was like living on couches and just all over the place. And then he got me an apartment when I was 19 on 22nd between park and what is that over there? Like fifth park. Park, Yeah. Yeah. Or Madison. Yeah. I had this little duplex apartment wow. and i just was doing massive amounts of cocaine <laughs> and wow just wild I mean, out and did I you remember make that decision to, to go to rehab was it your so decision? no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i had a cook buddy and we had she she called me one night and was like hey i got <laughs> i got 13 and a half grams for free and i was like come on over 
and we that's just, a lot to people that don't know that that is a lot of uh, cocaine that's a lot right Derek yes. that is a okay. lot of cocaine and uh, <laughs> we proceeded to do it all in like one 24 hour span to the point where my nose was bleeding and I was like eating it it was bad holy shit and then I just was progressing I was taking pills and everything and then I wouldn't <laughs> leave my house until after 10 p.m. at night because I knew the sun was down and I didn't want people to see me. And I was just in hoodies and like hiding Damn, from man. the world. And I, I must've managed to call my dad. And I guess I was just like sitting on the floor and I called him and I, I don't know what I said. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if he even remembers, but I said something about I'm going crazy and people are looking at me and I don't want them to see me. Yeah. Whatever it was I said, he was like, I'm going to call you back in one hour. And then he called me back and he was like, hey, honey, I'm going to send you out to a spa tomorrow. You're going to get, you know, you're going to Malibu. You're going to get massages on the beach. And I just was like, oh, thanks. Had no idea where I was going. Got on a plane. I smoked. I remember I was just telling the story some the other day. I, I rolled the godfather of all joints. Just every <laughs> amount of every weed I could find in my in the house. I just dumped it in this and i just i smoked this huge joint and i was drinking malibu and pineapple on the plane yeah (laughs) got off and i was just falling down and this guy picked me up and he was like my dad's friend that i had met and i was like okay cool and then he just beelined it straight to malibu and i found myself at promises rehab (laughs) in malibu yeah (laughs) so they bring your bags in and it was a sunday which is the off day and i had seen two celebrities that had been in uh the media recently okay just hanging out one was barbecuing one was Mm, in the pool and i was like hey and then (laughs) holy shit when did you put two and two together well (laughs) when they bring your bags into the room and they start going through it and they take your walkman they take your nail polish they take anything that you could hurt yourself with or Mm -hmm. get high with right and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> but I just, I, I didn't fight it. I right. just yeah. I right. just went with it. And it was the best, you know, three uh. months, two months. I lost a bunch of weight and I got really healthy. And then the only thing I didn't like is they kind of got me into like, you're an alcoholic too. And I was like, I'd never really was a drinker, but yeah. Um, yeah, it was great. So you were like right. 19, 20 then? I was 19. Wow. Man. I believe. 18 Max's or 19. That's crazy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that helped. How long were you there for? <laughs> Two, three months. Okay. Yeah, I think I did the the proper time there. And you, it was, and yeah, and, and you feel like it worked when you get out. You feel good. Um, you know, I I learned some stuff there that I ended up going for drugs and being out of control. But what I learned there was that I had inner child trauma. Yes. Which you know it's cliche. Everybody has it, but I didn't realize how deep it went. And yeah. they say. They say a lot of the times what however you are as an adult, whatever age like you resemble is from the trauma. And six was a very traumatic year for me when I was six, a little kid. Well, my whole youth was. But so in that process, I learned to let go and I really released some major demons when I was at rehab. And it you could see them flying off me like it was like a weight off my shoulders. So I did learn that from there. Yeah. As I got out, of course, I went back to doing stuff. It wasn't the same, but it took me a couple years. And then not too far after that, we cut to my mom got diagnosed with cancer. So it was it was just a series of an uninf- uh, unfortunate events that just yeah. kept kind of the dominoes. 
yeah. would fall in the wrong direction. <laughs> so you went back to New York after Malibu? So I went back to New York and in, oh, that's what led me to this. While I was in rehab, I got a call saying Francesco Scavulo, who's a huge fashion photographer, wanted to do a photo shoot mm-hmm. for uh, this company, Lane Bryant, which is a Lane Bryant, which is a plus size girls clothing. Got you. And my mom had shot with him when she was 19. So I was like, oh, I'm 19. This is a cool thing. Yeah. And they offered me, I think, what did they offer me? Like f- 10 grand to do it or something. They were like, here's five now. And then you can have Sick. five later. And I was like. At 19, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I was like, 10 grand. Okay. And yeah. they, and so that's what got me back to New York. Um, gotcha. So they, you know, I, I flew back to New York. I did this shoot. And while I was doing all that stuff, an agent came up to me and was like, you want to be a model? And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. I just did this to get some money and yeah. you know, I'm in a good place. And, um, they just kept on me for a couple weeks and they had given me a contract and I had it on my fridge and wow. I just didn't care. And then my best friend Jillian was like, one night, I think we were just smoking a joint and she was like, what are you fucking stupid? Like that's free money right there. Like that's, that's a chance for you to do something with your life. And I was just like, huh? Okay. So I signed it. Yeah. And I brought it in the next day and just slammed it down on the desk and was like, let's do this, I guess. Wow. <laughs> so. <laughs> like, yeah, you did a lot of work. You were doing a lot of stuff back yeah. then, right? Yeah. yeah. It became like a full-time thing kind of for yeah, you? Yeah, it was crazy because after that, it was like you you make bank doing that. Yeah. I mean, you're man. flying to other countries doing H&M in England or going to Paris to do you know whatever magazines yeah. and they have different clothing lines out there that are just as big as the the ones here so it's yeah opening your eyes but i was yeah i was traveling all over the world making like 200 grand a year just Fuck. being pretty which i was also against because i was <laughs> like you're just you know we're just hangers we should just be hangers because i also didn't like the um the fame that came with it yeah yeah yeah. Because i was like i'm not doing anything i'm just wearing these clothes yeah putting makeup on and smiling there is work in it but it's not like yeah i don't want to say it's not a job because it is a job for a lot of people and i don't yeah it wasn't gratifying for yeah, me yeah, exactly yeah. thank right. you good work sir <laughs> yeah and i just i always i just never liked the fame that came with it so mm-hmm. it's like i i mean yeah. fame is a weird thing in anyways so yeah yeah it's a whole other beast but did you ever i mean i was gonna ask toby uh did you when you got into music were you ever think about that fame aspect well like, like my, my hardcore band mm-hmm. is gonna be famous <laughs> no neither did i you know what i mean like it <laughs> so was, i can totally relate like it was just like fame no was something yeah. i never but it, it's interesting because that's why i like surrounded, hardcore. surrounded by famous parents like, yeah and so that must have been really hard especially if you're not feeling that because i i mean i know that i was like i don't care about any of that because but i never was around it you know i grew up in cleveland and it was just like, yeah, that was the last thing being in a hardcore punk band. I was like, I don't care. I just do it because because you love it. Because right. you yeah. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never wanted their fame though. Right. And I still to this day just I don't care. Like, yeah. right. I love my dad's fans. I love the people that bring up my mom and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, you know, I left the I left the entertainment industry a long time ago because I just I have no desire yeah, to do like that. You. Yeah, I love but, that. You know, as when I when I first started started out modeling, I wasn't gonna take the last name Tyler because our real last name is Tallarico. My right. dad is Stephen Tallarico. Yeah, uh, all of our IDs. That's a cool that's, name. That's yeah. what we Your are. Your brother took that name, right? Yeah. Well, that's yeah. my brother. Yeah. yeah. All of us legally born, our birth certificates are Tallarico. Right. Um, I think my little brother I like and that sister. Name. That's a sick name. It's a great name. Yeah, it's name. Italian. Yeah, yeah. it's Italian. Tallarico. Hey. But your 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 mother 
She's Albanian? Is no. that true? Is that true? <laughs> no. No, 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 I'm sorry. sorry. No, no. Uh, Armenian. Armenian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah she's half Armenian. Half, but okay. she also denounced her... She had a rough upbringing. Okay. And she didn't like the way that she grew up. So when she left home at like 17, 18, she took on... She went from... Her name was Kathleen Hatzikian. Mm-hmm. And when she left California, she's from um, Santa Monica... She went to New York City and became Serena Fox, and that was the right. whole Warhol. Yeah, and she be- she invent- reinvented herself. I see. Wow! But yeah. I never, I, I just, I never liked Ty. I didn't want to use Tyler because that wasn't my thing. Right. My dad made that name up. That was his name. Right. And then he had told me though at I think it was like nineteen, use Tyler because we don't want everybody to know Tallarico. This was also before the internet and before right, right. everybody knows everything. So yeah. he pushed me to use that and i was like okay whatever mm. i don't care right um i've always just had that kind of like mm, whatever so, <laughs> so those grandparents that armenian they were directly from armenia that my, uh, i don't know my mom's okay, side i was gonna ask you like so sh- because she left and she was just like she I'm just out. was like peace and had nothing I sh- so her her mom i just found this out a couple years ago her mom was from like Virginia or something. Mm. So my mom's family lineage goes way back to Jefferson Davis, who's the president of the Confederate yeah, U.S. The Confederate. Wow. That's like my great, 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 great uncle. They were like the Claytons of Virginia, the biggest slave Lord owners Virginia. in the South. Holy Just like shit. the worst. But then the flip side of that, my dad's side goes back. We ended up having, that's another story. Um, my dad's side, my sister did one of those shows where it checks your lineage. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it goes back to... Uh, I'm going to mess all of this up because my <laughs> brain doesn't work. But whatever we had on his side, we had a I guess he's our great, 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 great grandfather. But he was um, he was from Africa, but he was half. So his there was like a slave owner and his slave and they got together and made a baby and they made this guy. Oh, OK. And he so he was half um, and then he. Went on to be in the first war. Ugh, wow, I, I'm messing all. It's this okay. Up. You probably look it up. Whatever, whatever all that stuff was, but yeah. he, he was a drummer okay. on the front line, and so oh, they would wow. send all of the the black people on the front line first, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Here you go." Like, <laughs> yeah. And he was the drummer, and then after that war, it was like the bloodiest war. After that, he he survived, and he went back and said that he was white so he could fight and went and fought in that war and <sighs> came out and now there's like huge statues of him oh, oh wow. shit. yeah so we have you know whatever that that lineage so I, ha- a, I had yeah. both lineages on on both sides that were a little good i hit that you, oh, ever, no, no, you no. ever do 23 and me or anything like that i haven't no okay. um I, we get like people send us stuff I'm like sure, oh sure. you're related and blah 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 but <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm your cousin. Yeah. You're oh like, man, sure I get are. so many of those. <laughs> <laughs> what was my whole point in all that though? Um, I guess talking about my mom's family. Oh yeah, yeah. I was, I she you, yeah. Like too. if you, so she left them, right, and had nothing to do with I them. See. I I met her mom one time when I was a little kid. Like oh, she wow. really denounced everybody. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. and then, so I don't know. Okay. I think her her dad is Armenian. Okay, and they were originally from like Rhode Island, ah. had a big store, made tons of money. And then somebody was like, hey, 
move out to California, that's where it's booming. Right. They sold their business, moved to California, and it just tanked. Like they, wow, there was nothing. And then they got into motorcycles, and they were building motorcycles, and now they're like the Armenians down in, uh, down in I think like San Diego or something. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! So I don't know any about I I don't know anything about okay. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I looked his name up and I called him. Oh wow! <laughs> really? <laughs> Cole called him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Like um, a couple years ago, I guess I I was back in Massachusetts, so it must have been like 2011. And I just looked his number up and I just gave him a call and I talked to him for like an hour on the oh, phone wow, and we wow. had made plans to like reconnect, but we never did. Wow. Interesting. But yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. That's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's a lot of family. I'm dropping sh- a lot of stuff. No, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, I haven't talked to anybody in two years. I don't mind. Like, I love I, talking. This we've awesome. really been quarantining. Like, you know, I, I, we were living up in Laurel Canyon. So it was like. Yeah secluded and quiet and it was great i didn't leave or do anything for two years mm. well, so this is the out. first time i'm having real oh, conversation I love, I love it yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely so how many years do you think you're modeling for like five years longer than that oh man um 19 until i got married well until i was married okay and then that started to fizzle yeah because i had to focus on other people yeah <laughs> i had to Forget about my life and focus on other people. Were you kind of sober during the modeling because you came out of the rehab and then started yeah, modeling? I, yeah, I, I never, I, I just kind of moved out of it. It wasn't yeah. like... Because um, that's a party scene too, the modeling world yeah. too, yeah. Yeah, but the thing was is I was flying to like, let's yeah. just say like I would fly to England. I didn't have any friends there. I was just going there oh, right, right. to work, sleeping, doing the job for a couple of days and then leaving. So I would yeah. go walk around at night by myself and I just, I love old history. So I would just stare at the cobblestone and you know <laughs> touch the buildings and feel the the energy yeah you know one of those kind of weird hippie things <laughs> that's what i like to do um and, and so yeah i didn't party really in yeah. that scene and no music for you either like you know what to do with music when you were younger i love singing i love singing and i remember coming to my dad when i was like 18 or something and i was like or 16 something like that and i was like dad i want to be a singer and he was like no like <laughs> you don't want to do that and i just was like so defeated uh, and then yeah it, i was just bummed out i never really had a push towards music and that's why like with my son now like we don't physically push him we yeah. just play music he likes it whatever he's into yeah i'm gonna put him into a musical school but 100 percent. i i didn't i never really got a push i got a push from my mom yeah but my dad wasn't very present in my life that way as a yeah. kid so i didn't get that side of it i wish that i was you know took piano more and learned instruments and i didn't get that and that bummed me out yeah what kind of singing would you do you think what kind of style i don't know i don't know just i just like singing i sing with my kid all the time and yeah i always sing around the house he's always singing too so it's nice that we just vibe that way we just yeah make up little songs but I don't know. I always, I just, I always loved it. I just never was put into that. And then every year I'd be like, I'm too old to do this, too old to do this, too <laughs> old to do this. And now I'm, you know, 43 and I'm like, I don't even have time to do that. So, yeah. <laughs> but it, I don't mind doing it at home. I don't think, you know, I know I'm a good singer, but I, yeah. I don't think that everybody has to do what they're good at. As, you a, know? as, a, as a career. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah I yeah. don't need to do that as a career. I'm content in my life now. I've worked really hard to get to where I'm at. Yeah. And be, content <laughs> yeah and i i enjoy singing with my son so it's awesome yeah so did you get when you got married did you leave new york i did so my my 
cut to <laughs> my mom got diagnosed with uh, yes. brain cancer and they said she's got 18 months to live. And I was oh. a fucking mess still at that time. And I remember I bought like I got a Franzia box of wine filled up a thermos <laughs> and I went and I I don't know where I ended up on like 9th Ave and 23rd Street sitting on a mailbox and I was just hammered and I somehow called my ex-boyfriend which I wish I hadn't because he was stalking me at the time and it was oh, just like shit. and he brought me home and but yeah I just found out that she had 18 months and I just was Jesus, like man. and I, in that moment I was like I need to put myself back into therapy right now because if she dies I'm gonna have so much bullshit inside of me right if I go to therapy right now I've got a year and a half to talk about this stuff internally That's really mature of you that that, that moment Thanks. <laughs> no, it's amazing to make that decision. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I've also been in therapy since I was six, okay. so I was well aware of the yeah the possibilities that therapy gives you for yeah. a better life. No, for sure. I mean, that's got to be so intense. And so, did you notice a change with your mother as far as like her attitude, like towards well, once she got sick? Or? Yeah, once she got so, sick. So you know, growing up, her her biggest thing was she was in love with my dad, and I never knew the full story. I only knew her side. And it wasn't until she died that I started putting the pieces together. But mm. she was so in love with him, and it didn't make sense because she'd always talk about how she had to leave him. And I was like, I, you know, as I got older and understood love and emotions relationships and relationships, and yeah. I started putting it together but she was just so heartbroken over him she loved him so much and all she ever wanted was for him to take care of her and then cut to she's got cancer and he really did step up and he did take care of her he paid for her rent she was living at the um gramercy park hotel i still have the key from 1420 wow i know they redid it so it's not the same anymore but that's where she died too so um he really stepped up and took care of her he she was on chemo and all that so he bought her weed so she could eat because she had no desire to eat. Yeah. He paid for her food. He paid for her to her little bedroom, one bedroom, Gramercy Park Hotel room. Yeah. I don't know if you were ever there, but it yeah. was. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a shithole. It was very yeah. old and smelled like time. But <laughs> <laughs> it like time. yeah, he finally, you know, he did. He stepped up and he took care oh, of her. And I man. think that was just a beautiful way to go out. Yes. Um, but I forget what was my and point. Th- and did she did she live for the eighteen months or was she it did? Like, it oh. was like to the day eighteen wow, months. Wow, man! And it was for me. I I love like like I said. I love history. I love yeah. watching things. I'm a people watcher. Yeah. And to see that go from you know in eighteen months a year and a half to go from how we are right now yeah. to a complete invalid who's yeah, bloated right. and laying in a bed who's can't, can't imagine, go to the man. bathroom. It's just so trippy to watch. Yeah. And it's very humbling because it's like, oh, shit, this could happen to any of us right, right now. <laughs> yeah. So um, that w- and as I was watching that with her, I was also dealing with my own things and I still had a lot of hate for her. So I was I was being there, but I wasn't fully there. She yeah. had my cousin and my mom had a boyfriend at the time that was helping to take care of her. But old was she 50 she- when she died. Wow. Fucking yeah. young, man. But so I was also dealing my own dealing with my own demons. But she was always like she would have these bursts of negativity and anger because she was still holding on to the past. Yeah. Yeah. And even when she was like laying in bed and like not really conscious, she was still having bouts of that. So I was hoping that wherever she was going to next, she would find some sort of peace. peace. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I hope she, she really did. I, I don't necessarily believe in like next lives and all that yeah. stuff, but I do believe in the energy and I think our energy goes and just goes back into the universe and stuff. So yeah. um, 
I do believe that she, you know, obviously all that got let, let released and let go. Yeah. But it's weird to watch. Yeah. And then I was, for me, I was dealing with my own demons and I, I also released things when she died. Um, yeah. And I, I had met my ex-husband, um, through like this MTV thing. They were Papa Roach was performing. Yeah. I've written down you were doing some uh, VJ and stuff. House of Style? Oh, that was way before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that they were doing... Um, something else. They style. had like an icon show. And it, okay. so it was like Aerosmith was the band. Okay. And then different bands would come and perform their songs. Yeah. And Papa Roach was sitting right behind me. And I actually was like having the hots for Kobe. Because he's <laughs> tattooed and like... Oh, I was like, oh, hey, what's Kobe. up? And then his, you know, his drummer, his, his drummer got drummers. to me. Drummers. <laughs> Fucking drummers, I know. <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> so that's when you guys met that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's that's, awesome. So that's how I met them. Wow. And then that was just a very tumultuous. Was that the word? Tumultuous? Yeah, that's a good word. That's a really. Pre- that's a pretty good word. It actually. was a very crazy time of my life. Mm. Yeah, that was wild. Because they're from like up north here, right? Sacramento. Yeah. yeah. So you went Vacaville. there. Yeah. You lived in Sacktown. I went wow. from New York City to wow. to Sacramento. <laughs> and how long are you married for? <laughs> um... <laughs> Four years. Okay. Four or five. Yeah, we got married in 03. Are you done modeling at that time? I stopped while I was with him because I just couldn't, I couldn't maintain, uh, there was a lot of substance in that relationship. So you're back on that world. Okay, okay. I wasn't. Okay. okay, Okay. okay, I was hanging out and doing stuff, but I wasn't doing the extent of what was going on in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And it was just really hard for me to take care of myself and take care of someone else. And then... I didn't really have family at the time anymore. My mom had just died and oh, I just man. was like, I was lost and I went out there and I just dove headfirst into his family. And then it was one of those typical things where all of a sudden I had no, like no relationship with my family. I had no friends. I was secluded in Sacramento. I was dealing with a lot of abuse, uh, l- drugs and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff and Fuck. a little physical stuff. And it just was, it was very intense. Damn. And I, I, you know, I, I still, I love Kobe and I, you know, yeah. he was always my favorite. We were always really close. Um, and he was always there for me in a way that was nice. But, um, yeah, yeah, it was just a wild time, but it it, I was also like in my it. young twenties. So I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I had to go through that. And you, yeah. and you're still doing stuff like you hosted celebrity fit club. I did. Uh, that was the last thing I did in the entertainment world just really? because I was on that show. Cause they were like, <laughs> and you're in rush hour three too. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that movie. No, I mean, but I was like living in Sacramento. <laughs> husband was on tour, uh, and I was there by myself. Yeah, and no I was friends just, and no family. I was just eating. I was doing uh, nothing. We had this big house, and like I was just like doing nothing. Gained a bunch of weight, and then VH1 called, and they were like, "How would you like a hundred thousand dollars to come do this show? Yo, in LA." every other week or something fly down and i was like okay right. and you get to lose weight and i was like sign me up 800 right. g's lose weight that's amazing yeah so Jesus. i did that and it was great I, the only thing it was you know it's reality tv it was at the beginning of all that stuff so it was it was like daniel baldwin was on there and he was a mess and but i got to meet biz Marquis. he was Ooh. on it with me and Recipes i i love that man that's amazing that was my best friend on that show i loved really? him he was great that is like wow. He's the nicest man on the planet. Did, you, did your son watch Yo Gabba Gabba? No. Oh, okay. okay. 
I tried. Because he was on there. Yeah, yeah no, I know. He That's wasn't. cool. So Bismarcky was on there. Who else was on there? Um, Wendy the Snapple Lady, who's still oh. my friend. I love her. Oh, shit. She I remember her, the, dude. She's so yeah. great. I love her. Um, she's she still your homie from then? Yep. Wow. Really? That's cool. That's um, so cool. Who else was on uh, One of the, uh, the guys from The up. Sopranos. What? Uh, Which guy? A little guy. Uh, shit. A uh, little guy. Um, my boyfriend's going to be so mad. Uh, Big Pussy? No, no, no. The um, the one that was giving BJ's or getting the BJ's. Oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. What's he was his fucking name? amazing. I he was he, great. He moved to like Vermont or somewhere in the show. And he tried to escape. They were gonna get him. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I love. He was him. great. I love the way he What's walked. What's a pussy? No, no. no. no he reminded like a paint the penguin. What was his name? Oh, I, I don't know. He was he great was, though. He was great. I can't remember. Who did he lose weight on that? He did. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Who else was? Oh, um, that's fire. Oh God, I'm gonna mess up her name. I can't remember her name. But she was great too. People can Google the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you lose weight? Did you? I did. I lost a ton of weight. It was great, but it was you know it was reality TV, so it's you know a whole lot of BS. But I got a paycheck and fucking hundred G's, man. It's fucking (laughs) yeah. So so you're doing that? That's great. I did that, and then I stopped after that. I stopped doing anything in the entertainment industry. Mm. You know what it was? I went back to New York to do something, and I was in um, was that little diner? The there's a little diner on Eighth Street and Broadway. Eighth Street and Broadway. Um, mm. I forget Eight what it's called, but they had. Y- I was just sitting in there, and I was yeah. eating, and I remember I was eating, and I looked up around the clock. No, that's not no, it. no, no, okay, no. Okay. I loved around the clock. That was, that was fucking bomb. We still go after more. I was gonna say every light. time we get fucked up, we would just go there and eat. <laughs> I'm trying to think what that, that is over there. It's, um, yeah. I forget. It's still there. Um, yeah. by Astor Place, pass over that area. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, past. It's, okay. it's on uh, Broadway, but um, that was your spot. But I was in there eating, and I look up. I was with Ori, okay, and and we're eating, <laughs> and I just see this girl with like a telephoto lens taking my picture, and I was like, "What? What? Yeah. Like this is the moment. This is what I don't like about celebrity. Yeah, is that yeah, you're yeah. sitting there eating? I was eating a veggie burger, and I was worried because I was a vegan at that time, and I was like, "Oh my god, everybody's gonna think I'm eating meat because <laughs> it was it was before the world now of yeah, yeah, vegan yeah. food, whatever. But I just and that's what I was mortified was is that that picture was gonna come out, and everybody's gonna think I was eating oh, meat or man. something stupid like that. But I just in that moment, I was like, I am so done with this world. Like, I just, I didn't yeah. want any of it. I just was over it. Wow. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was really it. Fuck. That stupid fucking girl and her <laughs> telephoto lens. <laughs> and then you and you released a book in 2008, Creating Myself. Yeah, that was later. Yeah. yeah. Have you did more books since then? No. Do you want to do more? I was going to. Um, you have such an amazing story, man. I'm not I, even through the whole thing yet. It's just like crazy. You know what it is? I... Anything that happened after that, there was like, you know, a, 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 a lapse in time where nothing exciting happened. And I just was like, you were moved. yeah, yeah I, but it was like nothing to talk about in a book. Like I yeah, moved yeah, back yeah. east and then I got my old apartment back in New York. I'd been renting it out for like 10 years or something. So and back so, to New York. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I moved back to New York. I got my apartment back and I just was like hanging out. And then I met my son's father. And so if I do write a book, it's going to be predominantly that because my life did change when I had my kid sure and there's no way to explain everybody wants to hear the truth and what happened with my relationship and I've never really openly just said what it is Mm. and I just I don't know how to convey that story without putting attention on him yeah because it's not deserved yeah and I don't know how yet to work it so it's a positive. I mean, I know how to work it that it's a positive thing, but I don't know how to express that part without 
expressing I, I, having I, negative I, aspects to it and, and the real truth. And I'm truth. so fucking positive now. Like yeah. everything is great. Like I, I was my friends were like, oh, why are you going to do that? And I was like, because that's what, you know, that's what your whole life is. Yeah, and totally. like, I was like, because that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. And I've been here for a couple of years, so it's a great place. I don't want to go back to that bullshit, yeah. but I, and I also, the other flip side of that is I always border on, well, who am I? Who the fuck am I? Just because I was born to these people, these, you know, my dad's famous and I was, I have a hard time with like, you know, the, the ego box, like yeah. who am I to go on social media and tell people how to live their lives? Like I can, I can explain my life and what happened to me and how I got to where I am, but I don't, wanna, I don't ever want to seem like I'm pushing an agenda on yeah, people. Yeah. You, you can lead by example. So that's what I try to do, but I don't yeah. know how to express, like, I don't think I want to write a book. I don't, I, that was like a hard time in my life. I had to remember every fucking detail and <laughs> yeah. it was like, uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have social media now, but even that I'm like so tired of because it's just, you know, it's a bunch of BS. Dreamy. But I, I do wish that I could share my story. I just don't know how to do it yet, I guess. Yeah. Maybe but at the same time, time yeah. it's like, I don't want to sit here and say like this, this and this happened to me. Yeah. Because it's not my place to tell my side of the story. Even because there's two sides. Somebody else there are side. two sides. Yeah. And and even with the crappy things he did, like there's still his point of view. So yes. it's not fair of me to put it out in the world, my side when he also has a voice and I, and I'm trying to be nice because he's not in my son's life, it but I'm, okay. I'm trying to just be nice and not say anything. From what at I all. see online, you're a badass, amazing mother. Yeah, I am. And I love that. <laughs> I had no idea. It's a, ama- it changed your life. No 100% idea. like I, it's beautiful. It's my favorite thing in the world. Son seems awesome, and it's great. I met him that what, a couple of years ago. He was one years old, I think. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, cute, awesome kid. And yeah. So that's why I don't want to go back there. I just I like living where I'm at, and I, I, you know, everybody. I, I got asked to do a podcast. I bought all the equipment. I have oh, wow. all of this. Oh, you stuff, do your own podcast. Okay. But I just couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I spent like thousands of dollars on what? equipment, and it's in my it's in storage right now. But wow, I just don't. I I'm still trying to figure out i guess my voice in the world right now my new voice yeah which i am every day finding more and more uh depth to yeah like i just had something happen recently and i i really found uh inner power and inner voice that i didn't know i had and i was forced to use it and now i'm like using it nonstop, and it (laughs) feels so good and i had no idea it was inside of me so that's amazing yeah but so you know i don't want to go back to that place Mm -hmm. and i don't think necessarily telling my story is going to help anybody it might another girl might be like okay yeah that happened to me too but yeah i just don't think it's fair to put that out there i also don't want my son to know everything yeah it's just it's a this all goes back to you not wanting your whole life in the public and not like the fame and like all of a sudden you live like a normal life and And i've had to i've been forced to say a couple things because there was a minute on social media where this other person was blasting things that were just so untrue. And I was like, yeah, everybody that knows me knows my circle knows the truth. So I just like a couple times I'll just like throw in, but then I was like, it's not, I don't want to play this game where I'm like, especially online, the public is so annoying. Yeah. And so I just, I finally have gotten out of that space and I'm just, you know, I have a great relationship uh, with, my ex's mom she just came out here she was just here for a week grandma comes out once a month once a year 
She's been FaceTiming my son every week since he was see, that's, born. See, that's amazing. That's what matters. That's I have a, good a great thing. relationship with his family, so that's all that matters. You yeah. know, I got I got full custody, sole physical, no right. visitation, all of that. So amazing. I just, I always say like I I'm keeping my son safe. Yeah. And if I look like the bad guy to to the yeah. those other people then so be it but yeah my son's gonna grow up so good that's fucking so, amazing man. i'm happy for you yeah it's you gotta break those generational curses and yeah. i'm breaking mine and i'm also trying to break my son's father's Protect, yeah so it's yeah. like and i will do anything to do that yeah so i love that yeah it's super important and you have and you have a new man in your life so I you do. have yeah it's yeah. awesome but that was also a uh you know, the dominoes had fallen in the wrong direction. Now they're just falling in the right direction. And once I let go of trying to force things, I literally just zend myself out. Yeah. I, I, it's funny. My sister says I've never, she's, she's never seen me. So Zen, my little sister, Chelsea, as when I was in labor, I was in the hospital and I just, I was like Buddha, just like, wow. And I had my son, he came out in two minutes and it was just like, wow. how many hours in labor were you? <sighs> I was induced, so okay. I went in on a Monday. Monday night, they started giving me Pitocin, what all that stuff is, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I had him Wednesday morning at like 5.45 a.m., so awesome. a day and a half, but yeah, once he came out and nothing else mattered, and it took a couple of years to, you know, I was still living in New York with my ex, yeah. and once I got away from that, some stuff happened where I had to leave. Mm -hmm. I left when my son was 10 months. We came out here to California. That's where I met you. We were yeah. living in Venice. And yeah. we just then after that, we found a house in Laurel Canyon and it was calm and great. And we just lived the last four years. We just listed it on the market. So it's That's it's for sale. Man. But we just spent four years of like half of that was uh, pandemic. But yeah, <laughs> I just let go of trying to force anything. And I don't I don't believe in God like per se, but I do believe in the universe and letting things just happen yeah. and putting, you know, your intentions out and getting the right answers and being okay with it, not being maybe in your favor. Oh yeah. Completely letting go. And I did that. And I've just for four years was doing that. And I love that. It's led to, you know, we're selling our house now for way over. <laughs> <laughs> I got a wonderful man. Yeah. How did you guys meet? Yeah, I was asked that. Kid, because it's so funny because I just I asked him. I, I, I said like, couldn't be easy because you're like Dave you're not going out. Oh God, no. you're not going out. You're not meeting a lot of people, so, and you have a kid. Well, what's his name? Is that the wrong name I said? That's my ex-husband. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, I'm sorry, why are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. Name? I know. I, thought, I thought that like, this new guy's name. I wrote it down wrong. No. I'm sorry. I'll take it out the pod. No, his name's Joe. I'll take it the pod. I'm it's sorry. funny because before I came over here. I didn't mean to say that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'll take it out. I okay, said to him, I said, is there anything you don't want me to say? I said, because I'm going, I'm going here openly. Whatever yeah. you ask me, I'm prepared to answer. Yeah. Because I don't ever do this. And I was like, let's let this be the one where I just. To be very therapeutic. Blah. Barf. Um. No, so How I met, mean? I met, so I actually met Joe. We used to date in New York oh. seven years ago. Gotcha. Okay. And I met him and we were totally in love. We both were in different places. He was doing other stuff. I was doing other stuff. Yeah. And I just, I wasn't looking for the right person, I guess. Like I wasn't trying to settle down. Neither was he. Yeah. But he's great. He's a Marine. He's a chef. Um, he has a Super great family. Boy. All right. Yeah. Great family. And he's just, we always, we, you know, we always love the same music and yeah. we just 
it was just great. So and where is he from? He's from back there. He's from New York. Yeah, okay, he's from sick. Long Island. So Long Island, that's Strong awesome. Island. Strong Island. Yeah. Lived in Queens for a long time. Okay. So, but yeah, so awesome. we uh, we stopped hanging out, and I met my son's father. So then that happened. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. we always kind of stayed in touch a little bit, even after my son was born. He wrote me, and then once the quarantine, like literally right when quarantine, New York was really bad, yeah, and, it was and I think. The whole world we all just didn't know what was going on and yeah i thought the world was ending my whole the only thing i could do was protect my son yeah and my house and make sure that we were safe and then joe slid into the dms and <laughs> <laughs> and just nice. that's he, real nice. shit too. yeah but he was also reevaluating his life yeah and we just always had loved each other even yeah. after we stopped dating we had always he'd always been like the one that got away and I was always his one that got away. And oh, so wow. when it's, the world, we thought the world was fucking ending. Right. <laughs> and we were like, uh, and then he wanted to come see me. And I was like, no, you're in New York. Because at that time, New York was, that, was on fire yeah, totally. <laughs> with COVID. And I was like, and he was zero. so sweet. He was going to rent. It's We talk about it all the time. He was going to rent an RV that was used in a Danny Trejo movie <laughs> that somebody <laughs> was renting on their property in the driveway and he was going to go quarantine for the whatever 15 days it was at first oh, wow. and yeah. he was going to live in this little Danny Trejo trailer <laughs> no way. To, to get my love oh that's <laughs> wow. amazing man. but then I, I caved and I just was like just fuck it let's yeah. just I'll get COVID for you <laughs> <laughs> and he came out and then we've been together ever since that night that's he came incredible. out yeah and then he he stayed for a month and a half and then went back to New York got rid of his house in Queens that he's had for 10 Whoa, years all wow. of his stuff Drove his little Sacrificing. Jeep. Sacrificing. Got in his Jeep with a bag and like a box. And he lives here now. And we've what been, a G. It's, yeah, it's been a couple wow, that's of years. incredible. Yeah. He's an awesome dude. He really is. He really is like, he sets the that's bar. That's some real shit when somebody sacrifices shit like that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. get rid of everything and just be That's what it is though. Like to be able to give stuff up for someone else in a positive way. That was a huge thing for me because that's, yeah. you, he's so used to his life and he just gave up everything. That's every real. That's fucking real. thing to come be with me who is yeah. a single mom with a little kid i had a right. two-year-old at the time yeah yeah that's that's, that's a real. lot when he yeah. doesn't know kids either so yeah it's been a and it's it's been a progression over the last couple of years of getting used to everything we also still were in a pandemic we went back east for a couple months now we came back and then we're selling our house yeah. we're in a rental in hollywood which nobody should ever do <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm super happy for you. I mean, yeah. you're in a good place and you deserve to be happy. Everybody wants that love story or that, you know, the the crescendo of good things. Yeah. And and I I'm here to say that it can happen. You just have to let go. You really have and to let, let it go. happen, not force it. Like you said, that's saying. what I mean. Let you it let, in, let, let it, it go. And you obviously fight for the things that you need to. But you can't force things in life. You yeah. have to just take ownership of the things that you've done and make peace with those and then move forward. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you I know, I'm, that. I'm a little privileged. I do have things that make it a little bit easier sometimes, but you know, at the end of the day, I think that we all can agree that you can't force things. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I agree yeah. that. Yeah. And I just want to put it out that I'm not forcing anything whatsoever, but I do want to say that 
Derek Green is is, oh. is newly single. I'm just putting it out there. He sings in Sepultura. He's gonna be on tour around the whole world. He's a sweet, amazing fucking human with an incredible Stop voice. Stop it! And he's a compassionate, <laughs> loving man. I just want to say he's single. I'm just gonna put it out there. I'm sorry. No, that's a great I appreciate thing. That. I just gotta do that for you. There. Thank you. Because I know you're on those silly apps, but this is this is yeah, better. I, I'm this is better than silly. That's apps true now. friendship right there. This is better. This is, this really is better is. than an app, homie. Right? No, no, I agree. I, okay. I prefer meeting people face to face. Don't do apps. Yeah, I, my best friend does apps. Yeah. I'm off. Yeah. However, I will say this: my other best friend, <laughs> right. who does, he runs the look at this Russian. On have you followed look that? Look at this Russian. Wow. I know you guys have talked. To, I think like Josh Brolin's and in, way into oh, it and stuff like that. Okay, okay. But that's one of my best friends that runs that account. If you don't know it, okay, you should follow like, it. It's the best. Okay, on I'm Instagram. looking at that. I'm looking look at, at this Russian. But he, <laughs> he's he's met some super babes like. On the, on the apps. Um, oh, so yeah. but the thing it doesn't super re- babes. No, no, no. <laughs> there are. Don't get me wrong. But for the type of personality that I am, I'm right. not the typical like app person. You'd be like, oh, right. this guy's been in a band for 20 years, lived in Brazil, blah blah blah, plays in a metal band, right? And then people are like, um, in my same in age Los group, Angeles, in Los yeah. Angeles, where they're on some serious LA. And he, yeah. he's 52. And he's like 51. And <laughs> And it's so like in the mind of like a typical American who's in their fifties. I'm I'm just saying it's it's not. Yeah, but fifties is different now. You would think 50s, so. Fifties, like I think about when my mom was. Yeah, 50 yeah, I know. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I I agree. I'm 52. You know, but yeah. there's still like I went to a class reunion. And I was like, yo. Oh, I bet. Yo, <laughs> not. I mean, I love my classmates, but it was like, what's yeah. going on? It was really like shocking in a way. I'm like, oh my god, I think music. Keeps you young. It does, and let's keep one hundred. And that rock and roll. We are not typical yeah. mature fifty-two right. year olds. No. We still look like we look. We play music <laughs> that's not normal music, right? <laughs> and we're not. We're like big kids. Yes. I, so I, it's like not like so a. But that's because you guys aren't forcing this alternate lifestyle. If right. you look at those people exactly. at your class reunion, I'm sure they're all like. You know, suit and ties, going oh, yeah, to these yeah. shitty jobs with these shitty families that they probably wish they didn't have. You guys are actually living authentically, right. so you just Thank need you. to find an authentic gal. No, because you have an authentic gal. Yes, I right. do. Right. I have an authentic guy. Yeah, that's all it is. Is just trying to find somebody that's authentic and not a bullshitter. Because yeah, everybody is a fucking bullshitter. It's difficult, especially in L.A. Because yeah. it's like I can't imagine being single in L.A. No, I know. I never I imagined it either. And then it happened. I was like, Oh my god, no! Because <laughs> I mean, it was just. Every, I mean, so many people come here. Like I'm, to be, you know, like I somebody be famous. Yeah. I'm like I'm way. I was like, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to, you know. I'm just like she was talking about. Yeah, it's like I don't care. We about just that. do what we do. We do what we love. Yeah, I was it. like, that's gonna be the most important thing, especially as you get older. You know, it's like your looks and beauty and all that stuff. Let me ask and you the this idea though: idea beauty is there? Just because this has okay. happened to me. All right. I had Joe, who was a past lover, and we were f- re- we we remained friendship. Yeah. But is there someone in your life that's been your friend that maybe you never would have noticed and thought about in that way? Yeah, that you were like, holy shit, wait, you know what? I've al- she's I've been always- right here the whole time. Yeah, because that that I find that's true. That happens a lot more, especially now since the pandemic. People are like their mm-hmm. minds have thought, mm-hmm. yeah, their minds have changed, and they're thinking differently about what real love is and authenticity and mm-hmm. is there someone in your life that maybe does Not, that for no, you because i i haven't been living in the u.s oh so it's like where a, have you been living 
Sao Paulo, Brazil. Oh, shit. For, tw- I, I, for 20 years. Oh, I'm not going to wow. blow it up on the pod. I'll talk off. I think there's a person, <laughs> but I can't say. Oh. I, I just think so in my mind. I'm not going to say. I, I think it's in your mind alone. I'm not going to say. But I do want to say that me and my wife were best friends before anything happened. She was dating other dudes. I was dating other girls. We were so She lived in my yeah. apartment in Jersey City in, in her own little room. We had like a three-bedroom. She was just renting. She was there the whole time, dude. And then I fucking <laughs> I realized when it was almost too late. You yeah. guys are my favorite love story, though. Thank you. I, I have to say, though, I during the pandemic, I was bored, and I love <laughs> watching people's lives vicariously through social media, and yours is always one of my favorites because I love your kid. I love your wife. I love you. Your dog is fucking awesome. Your house <laughs> is awesome. Like Nobody ever has anything bad to say about you, Thank and it's you. just it's it's nice to know there's other people in this world, but I really enjoyed watching your your love story Ooh, and when you post you. about her and she, thank you no i i really love that like thank i you. finally watched true romance because of you guys yes and it's amazing I named, right? I named my dog alabama what because of that Yo, but that was because you were always posting that movie, it. i was though. like you know what i have to watch this and it is it's great james Gandolfini's first movie it's fantastic oh, okay. but i do i, was, I have amazing. to say like i thank love you. you guys have such a great story thank you She's gonna, make me want, emo. Gonna, She's gonna make me emo on my own podcast. But now. you, you that. haven't Thank been you. here that long, so you need to give it a chance. I'm, I'm Things are just opening again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely open to that. I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. You know, I'm not gonna complain. I mean, so I want to get back to more about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to get you to find love. But, but you know, I, I think it will happen. I don't want to change it to a, a negative. I said, but I do love how open you are on your Instagram about depression. Yeah. And just speaking out, talking about anxiety, just all well, that stuff. I had, be depression, an open book. I had depression as a kid, like a teen. I yeah. think we all do. But I had a real bout of depression just a couple years ago, like to the point where I was laughing about it because I was like, holy shit, like I feel like I'm 15 again. So I, I, when I moved out here, I didn't have custody. We didn't have anything. I just left. And I just was like, we're not together anymore. I want to protect my son. And I just, I also had to get him a passport. I had to get permission from somebody that I have no connection with. And I was like, I don't want to have to get permission from somebody that's not in my son's life to get a passport or like doctors, all that stuff. So I filed for custody and I was terrified. I was so terrified. I just was afraid. I don't know what I was afraid of, but I just was like. It's a big deal to do that. Yeah. I'm just trying to protect my son and just protect me knowing, yeah. and yeah. And I just, so excuse me, there was like three months. So we, we filed and I just instantly was like, she had to wait three months. Yeah. Because I already have anxiety, but I was just like my kid, I just put him, I think into like his first kind of school. He was two. And so it was the first time I also had uh, separation anxiety. All right. Yeah. Cause I, it was just him and I, yeah. I mean, I still haven't spent a night away from him ever in five years, but it's amazing. To put him in school, I would sit. I'd put him in school. He's only there for a couple hours, and I'd sit outside his school and cry. <laughs> I would just cry because I I missed him. That That's was the only person man. I had. So Damn. he was at school, and then I would come home, and I would just get in bed, and I would cry, and I would watch TV, and I would just eat, and I was like, you know, blackout curtains, and just laying in bed, and Damn. then I'd get up to go pick him up from school, and that was the only only interactions yeah. I had in life. And then my sister and her husband came over. My sister Chelsea and her husband John came over. And I just, they they were like going, she was trying to get a dress or something. And John walked in and I was like, John, I'm depressed. <laughs> and I laughed about it. And he just like kind of stared at me and I was like, oh yeah. And I was like, I'm like really depressed. Like 15 year old, like yeah. uh, I want to cut myself again. Like Fuck. sadness. I mean, I wouldn't, I you know, I would never do that, but. 
I was really sad and just really upset and I had to sit and wait, you know, and you file for custody and you give them, I think that you get like two months or something to respond. Two months ever. Yeah. Not a word. So we gave them an extra 30 days. So it was three months and I just was like, you know, my, my nails digging into everything, just terrified. And I won custody. My lawyer called me one day and was like, we won. And I just cried and cried and cried and and it started to go away. But I think the anxiety and the, the, the fear and everything yeah, not I knowing. Yeah. Yeah. And that I also, as much as I've learned to let go and just, you know, let the universe, I've also shed fear after leaving that relationship. I was like, I'm never going to be afraid ever again. I don't want to be in a situation where I'm afraid that yeah. whatever is going to happen. So that was the first time I had fear again in my life, like to that extent. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was insane. It was yeah. like the most insane thing. I mean, I also had um postpartum, too after my Which son is super so real, yeah yeah a lot of people don't believe in it and it's crazy until you're actually in it i didn't even know i was having it or in it i found myself in in the emergency room um with a brand new baby because i had i was suffering from exhaustion <sighs> and all this stuff and like i'm in there by myself Self. in brooklyn wow, in the emergency room with a brand new baby i had no formula i had no nothing for him and it was just like so how soon does postpartum come after the baby like, so i felt it the day I had him. So you go to the hospital and you've got all these people kissing your butt. You got all the nurses and the doctors. And then my dad showed up. So that added another level of like everybody kissing your butt. (laughs) And then after you have your kid, they send you up to the mommy and me room where you're just on your own to like take care of your baby. And they all left. Oh, they did. Yeah. They leave you. So the nurse just comes in to show you how to breastfeed or brush the baby's head. Like, wow. But everybody left. And it was the first minute where I was like, I'm here alone. And my partner at the time was there who was not really there. So I was like, holy shit, I'm fucking alone. And I just looked down at this baby and I was like, in that moment, I just snapped. And I was like, it's me and you, buddy. It is me and you, little baby buddy. And I just, but I, that was the first time I felt it (laughs) because... Yeah, because that's what postpartum is. It's like uh, I did an art show years ago and it was like so much buildup. It took me six months to to do this whole show. We went down to Miami for Art Basel. It was a whole big deal. And then the next day when I woke up, it was over. And I think that's really what it is. Like for me, for postpartum, it was just like and I had that same feeling when I had my son that next day. And I was like, where is everybody? Where's this buildup? And then now they're just like, here, go home. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) It's, it's just it's i mean it's it's re- mind-blowing because there are a lot of people that have kids and they're not you know there's they're not explained anything no they well, don't tell you anything anything Nothing. except in certain countries where they do do this it's like sweden and france oh, yeah. and they have people that come to your house help you make sure that you're doing it properly and i was like that is so important yeah and you they know, give really, a year off after yeah, that they oh, yeah. year off and the father paid and the father. Father, yeah. too. You're and, right. And, and so they come to your house. They make sure that you're doing things properly. Any questions you get. I mean, it, because you were on your own. And that's yeah. the toughest job in the world. Insane, and I also man. had a person in my life that I was like, yeah. what the fuck, dude? Right, right, right. <laughs> Seriously, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to, like, I remember walking. I walked to Whole Foods. I was living on um, 2nd Street in between A and B. Okay. Yeah. And I had to walk to Whole Foods to get my kid formula. And I just had my kid and I had him in a stroller. I remember being in there and this mom turned to me and she's like, did you have him vaginally or 
C-section. And I was like, vaginal. And she's like, and you're up walking right now? And I was like, I have to because oh my God. I have a person in my life that's not helping me. Jesus, <laughs> and I had dude. to walk. You know, it's it's a fair fair walk to the Whole yeah. Foods on Houston. So, oh, yeah. My wife had to wear like a, I was going to say it. I can take it off. She had like a red diaper. Like oh, yeah. yeah, yeah oh, yeah. I was she wearing was I was doing that's that. Wrong. I had yeah. to do all that. Really? And, I, and you're the next day walking to Whole Foods? Well, it wasn't the next day. It was like a couple days. But, but still, that's fucking insane. But I just was like, holy shit, I'm all alone all of a sudden here <sighs> with this brand new baby. And I'm also trying to fend off yeah. this vulture that's next to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, It was wild. It's crazy enough having like a partner to walk out of the hospital by yourself. I can't even imagine. Yeah. There, you know what's funny? There was paparazzi. So oh. weird. What? I don't know how. And they have pictures of 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 my son's father handing me like my purse, and I've got I, my kid on like in the little car seat because wow. he was going to leave <laughs> and went and got you wow. know drunk at work or whatever his work was. Wow, man! And I just remember sitting upstairs, and I was like, you know, most people would say like, "Oh my God, I'm here alone with this baby. I don't know what to do." And I just remember thinking like, "It's okay." I'm glad it's just him and I, You're the right. baby, because I don't want to have to deal with that. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was, it was, it was wild. They do. They just give you a kid. And That's crazy. Like, it's the crazy thing for me is, yeah, like seeing my wife, best friend, all of a sudden, 24 hours become a mom. And all of a sudden she's breastfeeding. I'm cutting the cord and it's like, holy shit. Now we're parents and we're crying. It's so fucking emo. And then the next day, whatever, here's your baby. Good luck with this thing. <laughs> Take it on to the world. You know what I mean? And then for me, the first couple of months is just like, what do I do? I'm the diaper changer. <laughs> right. Like she's breastfeeding. Like, what is my job? What is, I don't yeah. feel like there's no oh, connection yeah. there yet. It's all about my wife right now. The baby, like, what am I? I'm hitting here. Right I think, see, I, I believe in some old school stuff, but I think the relationship. So I think, from zero to three, the man's job as a dad is to just take care of the mom. And then when the kid turns three, when the kid turns three, that's when you start having a relationship with the kid more because men, I don't know how to say this. I'm not trying to be offensive, but like we're more nurturing. We mm, want, you absolutely. know, the, the yeah. on the breast and, yeah. Yeah. and men are more like, hands on like what what can i do like, like, yeah. no, and i think that <laughs> we as women we expect men to like know how to take care of the baby we just because we don't know either but yeah. like there's a different nurturing thing that women have and i i fully believe that zero to three is all about the moms and the babies i, I, I think i agree with that yeah it makes sense like like my boyfriend came in right when my son was just turning three and i was like dude <laughs> you are so lucky right now <laughs> right on time <laughs> yeah, yeah because it's Very it's true. perfect for, and now they're at home playing video games right now yeah. and they have the best relationship because they he's been around since he was you know turned two to three yeah and it's just perfect it's a perfect time Nobody but ever yeah told me about that sleep deprivation that you have to go through oh i'm just, just now like, getting sleep it's just like I never appreciated sleep mm -hmm. much yeah. more until after that. Yeah. Totally. Like, nobody said anything about like, uh, like oh, okay, yeah, up yeah, and, and it's because they have oh to eat God. every two hours, you take and shifts and shit, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. great. I'm so glad you guys yeah, got to do that. Like, hey, <laughs> it's your, your time. Yeah, get up. <laughs> My favorite thing is going on tour for like seven. We did like nine weeks with Hazen Street because oh, Max yeah. was born. Your I walk time. in the door. Here you go. Here's your fucking son. Yeah, Take your turn. Oh yeah. I'm going to the spa. Or whatever. Like, yep. all right. I respect it. It's yeah. It's but you. It's I, just I you handing it off of, to you. Yeah. I give a lot of respect to single moms because me too. Man. You know. My sister just had her, my little sister Chelsea just had her second baby. And so now she's on a, she just leveled the fuck up. Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know anything about two kids. Yeah. But she used to always say, like, I don't know how you do it. 
And I said, I didn't have a choice. When you're in a couple, you guys have a choice because you can just, you know, you do it, she does it, you do it, she does it. But when you're a single parent, single male, single dad or single mom, like you don't have a choice. There's zero choice. You just go. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think about my mom, even though as much as my mom gets on my nerves, I love you, mom. (laughs) After my dad died, my mom was raising three boys by herself, working like three different jobs, pushing us off to the grandparents on the weekend. I'm like... Yo, that's no fucking yeah, joke. He's just having no one. Well, it ages you too. Yeah. Like I, I try to tell everybody. Like I see pictures of me just from the last three years, and like I am also forty three, so I'm aging. But it, having kids ages you. It really because you sleep deprived. You're not properly nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're not taking care of your body. Like I just started getting back into like a washing my face regimen and like washing taking my care hair. of myself, like not buying shitty shampoo from CVS, like mm. trying to like give back to myself. Yeah. Take care of your ass. Yeah. So I'm just now getting, right. I woke up at seven 30 today, which is, you know, my kid, I just, nice. I mean, I'll be like, just go watch your iPad in bed for a little oh, bit. Yeah. And I get that extra half hour, oh, but yeah. I just now started getting sleep at five. He's five. Mm. So, He's oh, also man. a boy. He's a little easier. He's a boy. You think, boy, think yeah, you boys think? easier? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Girls, okay. I think, are more like needy. Oh, I have a boy. I don't know. I have a boy. Yeah, I don't know. I only have a boy. But my so brother like... has two girls, uh, twins. Mm. Oh. I mean, I think boys have way more energy and more stuff. I, I just noticed. Not mine. My kid is like. Chill? He's so chill. Oh, man. Yeah. He's like, okay, mommy. He's great. My son's a. He's all over the place. He's got. Yeah. He, he's outside a lot. He's so great. handsome. He's you, you really this is, this created like the most beautiful <laughs> child. Thank it's you. crazy. I remember when he was doing all that modeling. He did the was it the Mac campaign. Yeah, or yeah. Something? He's doing more now. And I was what he's like, doing now. It's crazy. I was so like that was one of the things that I loved that you you guys were really emerging yourself into letting him be and I was whatever proud of him he wanted. That too. That I know. Was, he, I, he's not my kid and I was proud of him. People were like, DMing oh. such evil things and was saying shit. Wow, really? really? When he Why? did like the thing for Divine oh, for he the Cap on D. He looked amazing. When he was like nine or something, like kids were teasing him at school. Really? He doesn't give a fuck though. He just did. I thought it was like, that was yeah, an incredible cool moment. Yeah. Yeah. I was really proud, and he's not even my kid. I just, you Thank know, you. live vicariously through your. <laughs> and my wife media. loves Divine and the John Waters yeah. movies yeah. and all that shit. She's like, you want to hear yeah. a funny John Waters story? Yes. So the house that I own that I'm selling right now, it's had previous f- celebrity owners, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Um, one of them must be on the John Waters Christmas mailing list. So every year since I've been there, I've been getting John Waters Christmas cards wow. and they're so awesome i'm sure they and then are. this last year was one that was um it was like a scratchy ticket like a large one and it said you could win up to 21 things like a bag of meat yes. or uh, <laughs> a signed book from john waters a, a dinner date with him it was like all these things but it's specifically for like his friends yeah and you can scratch them off but i didn't want to scratch it so i left it so i don't know what i have on there because wow, it's technically am- not to me but right that's incredible you have them all saved and stuff i do Wow. I, and I have a Yoko Ono one. She <laughs> sent one to the house too. It's, it's for the previous owner. What? But I have a Yoko That's Ono insane. Christmas card. Was I was going to tell the, whoever buys my house, like, yeah, by yeah. the way, you're going to get John Waters and Yoko Ono Christmas cards. How cool cards. is John Waters for doing that every year? That's insane. They're cool. so cool. I'll, like I'll, I'll find the pictures. I'll send them to you because yeah. they're so cool. It's like... That's like so These creative. amazing elaborate Christmas cards. But this last one, I, w- I just don't want to scratch it off. Right. I want to yeah. keep it intact because I feel like one day it might be, I might put it in a frame or something. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to ruin That's it. Cool. And it could also just be like a fish. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was it was like a bag of of meat. It was That's like so weird, r- funny things. So crazy. Yeah. I want to talk about your, your son's love for hip hop, Run DMC, <laughs> and the Daryl's Dream book. I saw oh, your yeah. post. We were talking I about love that. that book. That's cool. He has a children's book. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's amazing. It's a great book. Yeah. So my mom's friend, Myra, she works with Daryl. And okay. she, I had posted acts doing something. Yeah. And then she was like, oh my God, Daryl has a kid's book. And she sent it overnight. And we, we actually just read it again the other night. He loves that book. It's so cool. It's man. such a good book. <laughs> and his love for hip hop too. That's yeah. amazing. And like, I guess he got, you know, made fun of for wearing the glasses and rhyming. And uh-huh. it was a different time back then. Huh. And his mom was just like, be authentic, be yourself, honey. Yeah. And then he had a big old dream about seeing himself in the future. This is what the book's about. Wow. And he went and he did a, he was going to do a talent show at school and these kids were making fun of him and <laughs> they ripped up his poem and then oh. he had to go on stage and he just freestyled and, wow, and then got dude. a standing ovation. And then that's what the whole book is about. That's but it's incredible. written for like five-year-olds. It's, nice. it's great. Daryl's dream. Wow. He's great. I love him. And you didn't meet yeah. him back then when you were younger? I did. I I don't remember meeting them, but not. somebody yeah. sent me a picture of me. Oh, nice. You know, I like, <laughs> it's just a funny picture because they're just standing behind me and I'm like, it must have been at some event. I was wearing like a, a white like button up shirt, like a 90s, <laughs> you know, early 90s flowy thing. Yeah. But um, it must have been at some sort of event, like a Z100 thing or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's but cool. They've always been so kind. Yeah. To our family and for him to send that. And then he sent a video where he raps Tricky because that's my son's favorite song. I love Tricky, man. And he says, um, when he's, when, I'm not going to rap, but when he <laughs> says, like, <laughs> Tree two, rock they, know, rap, let's rap uh, they know who's inside, but he said, they know X is inside. Oh, and so yeah, cool. he was just like, oh. <laughs> Run DMC is incredible, man. Just Absolutely. all those records. So like, yeah. Dude. We listen to, uh, we, you know, we put it on, on the radio on the in the car. Yeah. He loves it. Because it, it started because we, we played. We played Axe. Um, that's my son. Him. I love you call him Axe. Well, that, uh, so for short, Axe, Axe was always on my baby name list. Okay. And Axton was some video game character that my son's father had. Okay. And so I was like, it's a, you know. Yeah. I'll take that. So I call him Axe. Yeah, Axe is cool. I love that name. I always yeah. thought that was a great baby name, Axe. Axe. Yeah, it's badass. Um, but so he, we played him the, um, the song that Run DMC and my dad did, Walk This Way. So he was like, whoa. And then <laughs> we would just play... Run DMC. He really That's gravitates so cool. towards yeah. hip hop, and he just likes the he likes the flow, the rhythm, and the, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, rhythm. Yeah. I mean, my dad's a drummer, so I would assume that's probably yeah where it comes from. But he's really into rhythm. He just did a they had to sing "Happy" the Pharrell oh, yeah, song, song for his grad his pre K graduation, <laughs> and he's the only one that's like in and the rhythm like, singing. He's it. closing his eyes, oh, and, singing so it, and it's just so cute because he's so like he really is in it. That's cute. And then he's closing his eyes, and I was like, in that moment, I was like, okay, he's uh, he's gonna be a musician. Wow. You don't see a four year olds like closing their eyes, yeah. feeling <laughs> Pharrell <laughs> Pharrell songs. So show those those videos <laughs> on his uh, VH1 story later on, like right. when he goes big with music. I know. You know I always think of that, and then I'm like, God. The, the world we live in now, that's I where we think. Um, you know, it's crazy. Well, I'm going to say it now. It's because you, you, you're the one I mentioned. I didn't mention it, but there would be no Judgment Night, no Onyx Biohazard, no Anthrax, Public Enemy. It wasn't for that song, the Aerosmith Run DMC song. So I'm just going to say that. Put it out there. It's facts. Is that so true, fa- though? Y- yeah. So I, I know it just from the other side. No, nah, that was the first crossover thing ever. Was it really, What though? was it before that? I'm I just thinking. like that they didn't want to do it. Yeah. Mm. And then when you listen to the lyrics, because they're, they're fucking raunchy. <laughs> the Have you ever that? read... The Walk lyrics. this way, but but whose lyrics? My dad's lyrics. Yeah, but not Remsey. Not Remsey. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Yeah. But 
have you ever read them? No, I haven't. She's I a real young bleeder. Is one of the lines. Whoa. Did you know that? Derek? And Daryl had to say that, and I just. Oh shit! No wonder they didn't want to do it. I mean, I listen. Oh, yeah, I love my dad. My dad is a sexual being. All his <laughs> songs have come from a f- sexual world. Yeah. Because that was the time, you know. He's born in '48, so wow. the '60s, you know, sexual liberation. Yeah, yeah. And he was also a musician during that time, so I would just assume that's you know. But he's always been a sexual guy. But yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't knock him for that. But if you really listen to the I lyrics, never knew that. you're going to be like, wait, what? He's it's talking about, uh, you know, a girl walking this way. Wow. And they're in high school because. Yeah. I never even knew that. I never knew that. You just yeah, schooled me on me that. Either. But there is. What other rap rock duos before that? There's nothing. Other new. rap rock duos? None. Yeah. I guess so that, that set the tone for everything, no, I think. Yeah. That totally set the tone. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible, but it. it it was very possible. I mean, it was played everywhere. Everyone was know, totally it's like. insane, yeah. dude. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I have on my list. I'm an here. open book. What was what was what was what was your last real job you had? Um. Like the, the was it modeling? Is the last? Yeah, thing? yeah. That wow. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a, a nice chunk of money saved, saved up. You were smart with your stuff. Yeah. Um, but then I switched over and I started doing art. Yes. Because I really love photography, yeah. so I was doing. I, I don't call it porn because it's not, but I was doing <laughs> adult themed art. Yeah, I, that's, I so I was that, I was yeah. photographing. Um, I I I I became obsessed with fetishes because okay. they're so fucking insane. There's some that are just Give me like. One. Um, so I photographed uh, one of my friends who's a dominatrix, and she has a submissive that's a female. Okay, and they are, uh, they'll she'll they do they she'll cut her. Okay. And that's part of it. It's a sex thing where yeah. they cut and they're bleeding. And like, and I just was like, you know, I would never judge anybody. If you're yeah. into that, you're into that. Yeah. Whatever gets you there, gets you there. But I just was so intrigued by that. Yeah. That I, I, I did a whole um, show called Kink okay. down in Miami for Art Basel. And it, I just photographed people. I put it out there and I said, anybody have something? <laughs> Any, anybody have something strange that's not typical? Would you be willing to let me photograph you do that. And I got a ton of people sure. like one of my friends. Um, she didn't want to be mentioned and she didn't want her face shown, but she loves like, um, uh, stockings. Okay. So I did a shot of her bent over. She's very tall in, um, uh, what do you call it? What's the ones? The, the starter belts, the or? stockings, the, um, whatever those are called <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I did a shot of her bent over okay. by this bathtub at this hotel I was staying at. And it's just a beautiful black and white, oh, long cool. legs, her butt bent over legs crossed. And she just, that's what her kink was, was, okay. was pretty underwear. I like you call it kink. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and then I, you know, I did the, the, the dominatrix. Um, I did another girl who was really cool. She was, she loved, um, sex dolls okay like blow up dolls dolls. so i bought a ton and i put her in this bathroom at my friend's house in brooklyn that just the bathroom was covered in graffiti and i just let her play with sex dolls and she was i was on a ladder shooting down and it was amazing to watch her because she was just playing like she was a little kid and like you know just putting her finger in the butt like but it wasn't like it wasn't sex yeah and then like i shot one of my friends tommy pistol he's a porn star one of the greatest guys I know. Um, I shot him jerking off. Wow. And it was, I got this beautiful photo. No, I couldn't, ha- I kept it and I had it framed. It didn't sell cause I loved it, but I ended up just giving it back to him recently. Cause I, my boyfriend just was like, no, but it's an up close shot of him jerking off with wow. a boner, but he was 
because he's a porn star, he could get a boner. Like oh. literally like he pulled his pants down and had a boner. Oh. And it was the first time I was what? photographing five inches away from a guy jerking off. Wow. And it was like, it wasn't sexual though. Cause I, I was doing a job. Like I was do, That's I was intense. creating. So it was, it's, it's really cool to be able to see sex, but not be doing it. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. a, it's interesting. It's a different Fold would you life. make a book and release a book with all those photos so i had Keep a book? i my computer shit the bed and i lost like a ton i still have it wow everybody says there's probably a way to get them all out totally is a way especially now once we move and we're we're unpacked and like i'm just sitting back and my kids in school and like everybody's just calm down i'm gonna start focusing on myself again no that's amazing <laughs> but i, mean, I want to find those yeah so yeah you do a book yeah, but that was cool. the last job i was doing i was doing art and that's i just awesome. i loved it yeah, I, I made good money doing that. So I've always I just stopped doing it because once I had a kid, I was like, I can't photograph titties and I have a baby. And I just yeah. I, I wasn't ready yet. Now I feel like I can. So I yeah. do want to start doing that again. Um, But I just I have to I have to get all this other stuff done first. Yeah. So you have many major regrets. Um, No, you don't seem like a person who does. No, because everything that's ever happened to me has led to where I'm at right now. And I fucking love my life right now. Yeah. Like, I really love it. Yeah. I have no complaints. Yeah. Zero complaints. That's amazing. I mean, we're, you know, other than the rental in Hollywood, that totally sucks because <laughs> it's there's hookers around the corner. But it's, wow, it's fun to watch that, too, though. But yeah. <laughs> I just I like to, you know, um, I'll always find the good in every situation. Yeah. But, um, no, I have no regrets. That leads me to the next one. Are you an optimist or pessimist? Optimist. Yeah. Completely. Seem, yeah. You seem like that. hundred yeah. percent. I don't like always see the good in things. Yeah. In always. Yeah. I, you know, I try to say that that's how, uh, if you need to get through life, that's the best way. Like totally like when my mom died, right? People die. Some people have a hard time with death, but let's try to find the good in that. Like she's in a better place. Or yeah. I've learned lessons. Like you have to really, just spread it open and look for the positivity. There is positivity in every single situation, no matter what. Yeah. No matter what, you can find it. You just have to want to, and yeah. life is so much better that way. It really is. I, I dislike negative. My mom was so negative, and I was like, I'm never going to be like that. And I'm sure I've had my phases, but I, there's just no point in dwelling on. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like I manifestation. Agree. You you exactly. put out into the world what you want. If you're constantly talking about negative, then you're gonna have negative. Hundred percent. So, well, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you have any like daily rituals? I have a kid, so I'm just <laughs> <laughs> whatever his rituals you a coffee are. Coffee person? No, I stopped about a year and a half ago. Oh, let's talk about this because I have a really sick relationship with coffee. A year and a half ago, you quit. Why? Um, I just I felt like I was a slave to it getting up and like because i also was like a french press kind of girl i didn't like the mm -hmm. the keurig machines okay. they taste like shit like i don't want to have to go to Starbucks. <laughs> i'm antisocial. yes my friend he goes every day to the country store in laurel canyon and gets a coffee and that's his thing that's his ritual he fucking loves it and okay. i don't want to talk to anybody yeah so <laughs> i would do the french press and then i would always break them or i would run out of coffee and then coffee wasn't strong enough and then i was mm. and then i was like i don't or i'd run out of milk or sweetener, whatever it was. And I just was like, I don't want to do this. Wow. I don't like to be a slave to anything. Okay. So. Respect it. Do I you just, miss it? No. Okay. I, sometimes I'll have a nice coffee. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, um, I did tea to cut. Green tea or something? I did more. like hardcore English, like the, black just tea. the blackest of oh. tea that you could get. And I would do like three bags. <laughs> wow. 
And then I stopped after about six months. I stopped doing that because I was like, I don't fucking need this. I I think a lot of things are mind over matter too. Mm -hmm. You want to stop doing something? You stop. Obviously drugs, you got to taper yourselves off things. But like coffee, like I'm not going to let a bean (laughs) or, you know, this, this, whatever this is and some water like affect my life. So I was like, fuck it. I don't need it. And nice. now I now I'm I'm that asshole that likes a good oat oat milk latte. Oh, nice! I just got into a matcha oat milk latte. Ooh, I like those. Those those are, are so fucking. Those good. are fucking good. Is they, that better for me than coffee? Who there's knows? no caffeine in oh, those. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right, right. It just tastes like a horse. So you barn. do no caffeine at all. No. Wow. None. Okay. Unless I have to like be present the whole day for something. Yeah. But even then, like I just, I just had to go through some stuff last couple of weeks where I was literally up for almost twenty four hours, and damn, I was. You ready? <laughs> you ready? Let's do this. What else you gotta throw at me? Yeah. Yeah. Me and Derek, Derek quit for a little bit for a second, and then I quit, and I go back and forth on it. It's like a love, hate thing. I don't right? like the breath either. Mm, the breath's rough. Yeah. The breath is really rough. You gotta really pay attention. It's to like that. people uh, who smoke I'm not cigarettes. Anybody, so. Well, <laughs> I said I'm not kissing anybody. Not yet. Um. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> oh no, it's like people smoke cigarettes, though. You can oh, smell it on dude, them. Yeah. Coffee, I feel like you can smell it. My mom too. smokes cigarettes. I smell like cigarettes Smoking all the time. Coffee. Yeah. My clothes smell like <laughs> cigarettes Jeez. at school. My, yeah, My smoke. teacher had this, a math teacher, and he would just lean over, like, okay, everyone, like, let's do this. I was like, oh, that smell. Cigarettes and coffee? Remember, yeah. That's such a crazy combo, too. Yeah. I, I get it. I did that for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah, cigarettes and coffee. Yeah. But the coffee, the caffeine gives you the high, right? What does what does a cigarette do the for nicotine. you? The nicotine. It makes you that gives you a buzz. It's well, a you're used to it. It's yeah. a okay. it's a this you know yeah. the motion it, of holding a cigarette in between your fingers. Yeah. And yeah. It is a stimulant. And so you get used to that. And then, and it's, and super it's social. It's very it is social. And when people drink alcohol, they do smoking too, right? I quit is smoking that? when I had when I found out I was pregnant. So yeah. amazing. I miss it though. Like every once in a while, I'm like, "Fucking give me a cigarette, please," <laughs> or a drink. Like I don't drink either, and I'm like, "Can we just get beer?" I'm, yeah. I, you know, I can't drink. I can't eat gluten. I'm also one of those people uh. that can't eat gluten anymore. But I found a gluten-free beer, and I was like, "Can we just leave it in the fridge?" Because there's yeah. a night. I mean, my you know, my boyfriend doesn't drink, so I don't drink because I have no reason to. I hate alcohol, anyways. But wow. Every once in a while, I'm like, I just want a fucking cigarette and a beer. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it's it's like once a year yeah right? but right. i feel like i need to have like a little capsule yeah with a, a cigarette mm-hmm. and a beer i won't do it like emergency or something yeah do you um i was gonna ask you something you saying about cigarettes just now wait 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 about gluten did you get tested for that or something no so when i was like 20 i started getting these like weird equilibrium problems uh-huh. where i would just wake up and i if i looked up or down i would feel like my equilibrium was off and it would make me sick wow and that happened a couple times throughout my life. And then um, I started getting them more and more. It was like all the time. And then my friend Kevin came over and was like, oh, stop eating gluten. And I was like, what? I'm from New York. Yeah. I like bagels, like yeah. pizza. pizza. I was yeah. like, no fuck. And I always Italian. made fun of gluten-free people. Yeah. Because it was a fad it at was, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like, trust me. He's like, just try it for one month. Stop eating gluten. So I did it. I stopped eating gluten and I didn't have one. Wow. And then because I stopped eating it, if I would try to eat any, I, it would make me sick. So now I'm, I've, I'm at the point where I can't eat it because it will make me sick because I haven't eaten it. In years. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Wow. So, but it's, it's, I haven't had one of those equilibrium problems once. 
that's, since that's I quit. That's amazing just to find things out like that by just your diet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not from a doctor pill. It definitely affect you. Well, and, yeah. and absolutely. In learning about the gluten, because I was like, fuck, now I have to be one of these people. Yeah. So I started like diving into it and learning, and I was like, it's really crazy. Like I, you know, I'm not, I'm not a vegan, but I love plant-based food. Yeah. My boyfriend is a chef. He makes a steak. I cannot not eat that. Yeah. But because I had to look at gluten and stuff, I, I see what our government really puts in our food. Mm-hmm. And it's so fucking crazy because I really have to look at ingredients now. And school lunches and just all that kind of stuff. I have yeah. to look for the gluten. And then I follow a couple accounts on Instagram where they show you like, these are the chemicals that, mm-hmm. you know. England won't allow in their food. No yeah, country no, except Europe, for America. Yeah. Wow. And then you're like, holy shit, that's like legit poison. Yep. I mean, it's just crazy. And we just take it. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what it is about this country. Where we're fun. like, all right, I guess that's the way it is. I mean, it really it changed a lot of that had to do with uh, a lot of these factory or these actual companies. Yeah. Private companies that were able to. You know, when they start to have the industrial revolution, they're able to create with technology so much. Yeah. They needed to sell it. Yeah. And the fact that there's an overproduction of corn, wheat, oh, yeah, sugar, corn. all these things. And they're like, we need to put this in different products, in every yeah. product. So they have that money from all those products and everything. And they use that for political yeah. pull. Oh, I yeah. mean, they've been doing it and they've been doing it. It's bigger than ever. But all those products and all those big private companies, they... They're included in all our food because yeah. they're pretty much running the country. It's not really a conspiracy, but they have more money than our country. They're not in debt. Yeah. You know, they're Dang consistently God. making money. So it's it happened fucked. years ago that they started that. And yeah. that's why you notice the health of people declining in the U.S. since that time period. You can see a chart of how it is and yeah. all the ailments that happen. Like, I used to be able to do this. I used to be. Why is that happening now? Yeah. And it's a very, very... Yeah. Precise, you know, it's 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 been happening, you know, that decline, that slow yeah. death. I just wish it wasn't Fucked. like, you know, I know everybody talks about it, but it's like you can go get a Happy Meal or you can feed your family at a, a fast food <laughs> place, cheap. but you can't go to bucks. a grocery store and buy vegetables. And it's just, it's so unfortunate oh, that yeah. this is what's going on in the world. And they give those money supplement, you know, they yeah. give those companies money, you yeah. know, in order, which is more appalling. Yeah, you know, if they. Reverse that and actually people knew this was happening and actual public of people be like, look, don't give any subsidies to any more of these companies. But there's such a intricate part of yeah. the economy now that to, to knock them off, it really lo- a lot of people lose jobs. A lot of things happen. What was that movie? Was it What the Health? Yes. What the Health. Did you see that? Where yes. they like they show like the pig farms down in the south and like the poor black neighborhoods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hello. Like I know. It's fucking... <laughs> Or how, you know, the, what was it? Like they, they showed the the Heart Foundation or the Cancer Society. Yeah. And then Who their putting, sponsors were. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that movie was so great. Well, I, the pink my, ribbon cancer things. And oh, the yeah. Ribbon, that's all. That's yeah. That. But yeah, I, 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 that movie, I wish everybody watched that. My dad got me to watch that movie. He was like, sit down and watch oh, nice. this movie. Wow. He loves that movie. Um, we watched it a couple times. I, you know. That was it, a big movie. That, that that helped a lot of people, I think. Definitely. That, that came out I the mean, timing for that. See, no, I want to go back and watch that again. Cause it, I know what the health and game changers just came out recently. That was uh-huh. the last one that came out. Yeah. I was just really like so mortified that the, that's what they were doing like down in these poor neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and they were like what they were blowing like they were like chopping up Bo- the, the pig blood and stuff and it was going in the air. Yeah, they and were the, blowing it out. In the, but it was like the white owner of the company was doing it on a Sunday when all these black families were going to church fuck, and the smell. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, I know like racism and stuff has really 
shown its ugly face again in just the last couple of years. But yeah. I, I guess I just wasn't aware that that level of just despicable people Hatred existed. And, yeah, yeah. and then I saw that and I was like, wait, what? Like, mm-hmm. how is this happening? Yeah, there's, um, a, there's a doc called They're Trying to Kill Us. You should check out to our friend, mm-hmm. uh, Badass Vegan, did it. It's like that, like the different, the food options in different neighborhoods and yeah. social economics, all that stuff. It's You know what's crazy? Going to the grocery store during the pandemic and seeing like tons of fruits and vegetables still there mm-hmm. and everything else I was know. gone off the shelves. It's Toilet yeah, paper, I mean all the other shit. A lot like of it has to do with the lack of education here yeah. because, I think again, mm. this was something that was really, really, yeah. really, really, <laughs> really thought of, you know? Like yeah. They really thought about like, okay, I mean, soon... As they had like the USDA, mm. like the actual, because before then there was no regulation. Right. So you Facts. had kids working in factories, oh, you yeah. had all the worst conditions happening. But once that came about, they're like, okay, now we have a, a watch guard. But it just ended up where these big companies again were like, hey, we're going to create this table that all the kids see in school where it's showing, you the know, four like food a, groups. You yeah. know, like those food groups. You remember yeah. those charts that they had, and they're like, Dude. meat and eggs and dairy cheese. and all those companies dairy and yeah. meat were paying money to teach kids so fucked that that was they're like we need more cheese on the chart yeah we need more meat on the chart didn't they put pizza as a <laughs> was i don't know like a bullshit thing i, would, I, I don't know that was, that I was thought pizza school. was like a recently <laughs> added to a, like the food group or something there was Probably. something who fucking knows I, I would, at this I point wouldn't, i wouldn't doubt pizza. it i wouldn't doubt it but i remember school was like the milk the dairy yeah. all yeah. that you had to have those everything companies in had an input in yeah. having that so it's that's yeah, but that's how scary. that's how this country is. Yeah, they just put something out, and that's how it is. Like I, I was recently looking at a dollar bill, and like with all the in God we trust and all this stuff, and I was like, wait a minute, like we're all forced to just mm-hmm. accept it because there's no alternative. Yeah, it's but that's crazy. how everything is. I know. It's crazy. So as you get older, you start realizing all that shit. Like milk does the body good, and all that different commercials we saw. Oh, yeah. it, was, it was all propaganda. I mean, it was all very yeah. strong propaganda. But I, like I said. These companies aren't in debt. Yeah. They have a oh, lot exactly. of money. Billions, they, they make crazy money. Crazy yeah. money. It's not like the U.S. government in debt, mm. ridiculously in debt, and has no money, borrowing money from... Yeah, I mean, I can go deep into that, but yeah. I mean, it's just... Those companies are powerful. Yeah, they that's, run. that's what it is. It's yeah. the power. And yeah. they've been gaining power. Power and money. And, but they're they gaining, hate oat milk, I'll tell you that. They're gaining, they're gaining I love oat power. Milk. I'm saying they hate those companies. They I know, but I love it. Shit. I just got into oat milk. <laughs> I had no oh, yeah. idea. It's have fire. you had it? Yeah, it's so yeah, good. It's great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course you had. He just had it right now on his thing. But oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, so- when Silk came out and Soy Milk, all those companies were so shook. Yeah. Oh, they're all those alternatives were coming, shook. bro. It's like. But there is power. Like, I honestly believe there are powers in numbers. And that's why, for me, I, I think education is so important. Because once people realize the power they have and they're consuming, uh, like, how you consume things, how you buy things, you know, that's where the power is. Like, I'm not going to buy that product. That product won't exist anymore. Like, if yeah. you say, like, ah, I don't want to buy that because they're killing the environment, they're killing us and animals, then that company will cease to exist once you stop buying those things. That's why we're moving because where we're moving to, they don't have any chain restaurants mm-hmm. outside of the town. There's a McDonald's and I think a whatever, mm-hmm. but there's no... There's no chain restaurants. Right, there's right. no bullshit. There's yeah. just everybody. There's like farms. You can do farm to table. Mm-hmm. You can do all that stuff. And I just, I'm That's like, cool. I, I'm I, it's it, kind of off the grid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is off the grid, yeah. um, but it's not because it's still close to LA. But it's yeah. you know, um, I keep saying like I can't wait to see what the world is like when my son is mm-hmm. our age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, obviously we won't be here, but like you know, when he's a little bit older, 
to see if I'm we've curious. made any right. impact with our impact. Kids. Oh, but yeah, then, yeah, yeah, but then sure. I see the stuff that's been going on right. with like the Trump and all the, the racism and like shooting up know, grocery right. stores. Know, like, right. And I'm like, I, I can't believe that racist is like, you know, it's 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 a it's a volcano, mm-hmm. and it was just lying dormant. And I guess I just I mean I don't you know mm. you probably no, you know, know better. It's always been there. I'm a I'm a white gal, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean I I'll, I know it's always been there, yeah. but f- you know I guess for the rest of the world we right. don't always see it the way maybe you do. Right. And the fact that it's so fucking vile right now, I, I think can't even believe. Past two years, on. so many people you could see who the racist one. A lot of people just came yeah. <laughs> came to the surface through Facebook, all the social media. You saw people's true colors in the last couple of years. With Isn't it crazy, though, on. that we've got this guy, Trump, right? <laughs> yeah. Who comes out, and then we realize that anybody that follows him is in that realm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they like they needed a leader, or... Like, yeah, what... Oh, like, the people came out from the It was like a magnet. Yeah, yeah, like, like, like friends I grew up with my whole life that... Yeah are now have switched to the other side. And I'm like, but you got to look at it another <laughs> way too, is that on the left side, it's not the strongest candidates too. So well, I mean, I, I, yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't claim one or the other. I just right, look right. at it. Like, I mean, cause there are people that are like, ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, they'll move to, no, the, no, I, I, guess don't, like, I don't like any, right. Anybody that's I. in, in the, yeah. in the Congress and the government, I think they're all, yeah, they're it's all bullshit. bullshit. Every single one right. of them. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just you know. But I, him I, to be the leader I, that's of like this absurd. But I, I wasn't that I wasn't that shocked. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you grew up like mostly in New York. You grew up like on the East Coast stuff. But I grew up like in the middle mm. of the country, so it was always see it uh-huh. consistent. I was yeah. like, this maybe is that's Amer- what it is. Then we live in our New York, York California yeah. bubbles. I mean, Do you know what America I mean? yeah. itself. Like, and I had to travel with my parents like around and visit relatives in the middle of the U.S. And I've noticed the changes, but it's always been like that. Right. I mean, and especially when you look at like, and you know, you have people talking about race theory. They want to go deep. I was like, they should because it's always been that way. You know, it's a, these problems. The, the found, you know, this country was founded on that straight and simple it's always been that from the very beginning like, yeah there was just this weird notion that i had and a lot of people that we grew up with like they all when they came here the pilgrims and they had this wonderful christopher meal columbus. it was incredible <laughs> christopher columbus you know he came to america he didn't even come to america yeah. ever mm-hmm. <laughs> he never set foot in america which i was it's like mind-blowing when you get older and you find out you know these things but i mean it's just so interesting but the country itself has just been I don't know. It's just like this illusion. You know, you have so many people like, I want to go to America and live the dream and the American dream. It's hard to live in America. Yeah. You know, that's an illusion that people have from the outside. Like, I'm working three jobs now. I'm working more than I did in my own country. Yeah. You know, it's. I just don't understand the the concept of like when they say go back to your country. (laughs) But no one. Right. Exactly. No one is from here except for. Native Americans. Right. Yeah. So how do they get I that I've never understood that. Bad, how do they yeah, get man. off saying Bad that? education. Yeah. Do it's, they it's not all, understand like they don't. They don't. Can you understand. have a conversation with somebody that says that though and be like, Do you know where you came from? No, yeah. They don't. It's like really bad. Or is it because now that they live here, this is their land? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yeah. another thing. Like I mean, how does it work? It's very I mean it's country. I mean, it was founded on the idea of like I'm gonna have my land, right. my property, oh, yeah, yeah. me, me, me. True. And yeah. nobody living here really lived like that. You know, the in- 
indigenous people, the native people living here, it was like, this is the earth. You right. know, this is land <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I don't understand this, like, putting up, like, a wall or a fence and let's, God, like, tape it up. And, you know, I mean, it's crazy, but it's just a Did different... Did that come down, by the way? Did they no. st- they started building, they but building. then so where they still being built there? I'm sure in certain parts. I, Isn't it funny that we don't know about following. that stuff? No man, like wh- you know, it's such a crazy world, man. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I'll just the last thing I'll go on the <laughs> politics. I just think <laughs> I the education. You. I mean, living outside of the country for 20 years, you see it in a different That's way. Right, I was in Brazil for 20 years, and you years, get to yeah. see, you know, like how people talk about the U.S. and how they see it as well. Right. And so that was like a mind. Did you see that experience. in um like? Sweden or Switzerland, they do role playing of, oh, of Americans. That would be fun. To where see. they like, no. yeah, oh. where they're like drinking a beer and like, <laughs> yeah, they do role play. Wow. Like the way we do, uh, yeah. you know, the the uh, the the Civil War. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. They do Americans. They do wow. like Fourth of July role play. Oh. I, it was like a Instagram meme thing they were showing. That's they were incredible. like incredible. Yeah, I can't imagine looking in on us during 2020 with all the insane how we looked. As a country, being on the other side, because I remember going there. We're Walmart. Yeah. We're a giant Walmart. I remember going to Trump elected. Like that's really people asking me in interviews, like a band interview. Is that what do you think about your president? That's your president. Like people think it was real. You know what yeah. I mean? And he and for Max's generation, he was almost he was like a joke on. He was like a meme or a TikTok thing. And all of a sudden, these kids like, oh my god, this guy's our president now. Yeah. And kids yeah. are like tripping. <laughs> like this is real life. Like. It's very real. It's life. crazy, man. Yeah. We just gotta hope our kids are the our kids are the future. Yeah. yeah. As corny as it sounds, but like. We're raising the best we can with compassion and love. And, and you're talking about schooling with your son, and yeah. you wanted him to go to a public school, right? Yeah. So I, I'm a big I love fan that. of public school. Mm-hmm. I went to private school. I just um, yeah. Uh, gosh. So I, I don't know. I guess I don't know how to say this without coming off as a little harsh. But I, one of the things that I'm the most afraid of is white kids in private school. Right. Rich white kids. Yep. And that's just the way the world is right now. Like, I just don't trust their parents to raise them correctly. And unfortunately, that's what's going on. And my son is mixed race and I want him to be uh, diverse, be around diversity. Yeah, no, it's important. I don't want him to just be around one type of person. Right. And so now that he's going into kindergarten, I have to look, you know, online they show you, I don't know if it's everywhere, but in California, they show you how many kids are black, how many kids are white, how Mm -hmm. many Hispanic and other. And I looked at that. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was the first thing I looked at. I didn't even care about the, the, you know, they give you a number on what level it is. Yeah. I didn't even care. I went straight to that. And the public schools were diverse. Mm -hmm. I found one that's a music school that he can be himself in. Mm -hmm. But it's just, it's a scary time to be a parent with, you know, deciding your child's future as yeah, far as like what's scary. safe yeah. and then you've got el- you know elementary school shootings and i just it's we horrible. just we just looked at my son's new school and i was like the kindergarten classrooms are the first on the the property and then i was like there's no there's no guards or anything there yeah. and then i'm like i mean i know that this town doesn't have a whole lot of uh, you know that stuff but you never know i mean obviously you never, you know, never know anymore it's a different world man. yeah there's no there's so not a lot of crime there but that's also, yes. this guy just shot up Oklahoma because he was mad the doctor couldn't Fix give him back, or back yeah, pills yeah. or something. So it's like, I don't I know. know. I mean, saying. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I have a gun. I'm a card carrying yeah. gun owner, and I, I believe that you should be able to protect your family. Yeah. But I don't think that we need semi-automatic. <laughs> 
hardcore war weapons you know uh my boyfriend he fought in iraq and he was like they were using the same guns over there and he's like what why would we need why would you need to personally have that gun in your house to protect yourself it's just and then i i just i feel like as a gun owner like there should be more it was really easy for me to get one Mm -hmm. it was like nothing and i think that there should be i think you should have to take a test that's like yeah like a, a psychological. I saw that video online. We're, Remember, they showed that kid. He was going to try buy a beer. They said no. Yeah. He's going to do a lottery oh. ticket. They said yeah. no. They went and bought the thing. It was like fourteen. Yeah. He got the thing and walked out. Yeah. There just needs to be more regulation, and I yeah. don't know why people fight that. I because they that's the next step in taking away all right. the guns. It's that's the excuse that they use yeah. all the. It's like scripted excuse. Yeah. Like, well, that's the next step where yeah. we're going <laughs> to take all our guns. It's like it's impossible to take all the guns. It's that get over that. You know, there's got to be some type of compromise. It's the only country where you can go in, like you said, and just turn around. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. There should be a test. And then they're saying like, oh, well, we just need to put guards at the school. We need to lock the doors. Like, no, no that's not like going to stop jail. it. Yeah. Yeah. No. But public school is good. I'm, I'm glad, I love public school. I'm glad my son went to public school. Yeah. He went to Hamilton High. It was excellent. He started off at Larchmont Charter, which I thought was a cool school, but it's very I just learned sheltered. about charters and stuff. Yeah, it was a very yeah. like lottery. Get in there. It was very chart. It was very like sheltered bubble driving to school every single day then then he moved into a different school which he wanted quote i want to go to a school where there's bullies and lockers i'm like cool so max went to a real school hamilton high he got into the music program he learned how to read music play piano Uh, a bunch of people graduated from this amazing school on uh what's it on robertson or la sienega it's a great school over here and it's like all different kids from all around the whole city and it's a great kid he loved it it just changed everything for him you know yeah that's what i love that Yeah. yeah I mean, Lar- Larchmont Charter is a public school, but it's a lot of politics in those charter schools, man. Yeah. I raised money for it. I went there, and I I did my hours. I gave food to the kids. That was fun, like being in the school and doing all that stuff. But when he went to Hamilton High, it was just a game changer for him. That's what my my son's new school is. It's like an actual, like, it's a plot of land. Yeah. And there's lots of rooms, and, yeah. you know, there's a bell and a loudspeaker. And, like, I just, I love that for him, like that he too. gets to experience that. I just don't like... All the other crazy, the I other know. crap that goes with it. Like, okay, well, now we need to have a security guard outside yeah. of school, yeah, and man. they're not doing anything anyway. So, I think a lot of people might start maybe homeschooling their kids after everything going on. You know yeah. what I mean? See, and I don't want to do that though. Yeah, I just no. feel like he needs to be around. Right. Yeah, kids were forced to do that for two years and not be social. Yeah, yeah. and it's that was enough. Not yeah, sure. I can't imagine like a kid's psyche coming out of the pandemic and not yeah. having to go to school and virtually talk to students. That's yeah. a whole other thing. But like yeah. my son graduated high school online. It was fucking crazy, man. Yeah. But yeah, fuck. Yeah. That whole private public school, I had that option and I was went to the private school and I was like, I can't go here. Yeah. I hated it. And I'm glad that my mom was just like, okay, you don't have to go. I just wanted you to go to see, to try it. Yeah. To see if you, there was some, my brother went, but I was like, I, I'm not. I was like, I need to be around some diversity of people. That's what, so. Yeah. We said we're gonna send him to public school for elementary and middle school, and then if high school he decides he wants to be mm-hmm. a serious musician right. or whatever, yeah. he we can find a school that will cater to that. But yeah. totally. totally makes sense. Elementary and middle school, like, just go get a good education. Yes, and then you can figure it out. You don't need to be making any life decisions in right. high school, anyways. <laughs> right. Really, kid, they force yeah. that on you. Like, you yeah. gotta figure out what you want to be when you grow up. No, dude, you right. don't. That you was don't. the worst. Yeah, I know. I, and so we still figuring it out. I mean, obviously we're doing stuff, but throughout your life you're still figuring out what it is your purpose is i didn't know until my 30s what i really like mentally who i was so Mm -hmm. i just i don't want to put any pressure on him 
Yeah. There's it's already enough pressure as it is. Yeah. yeah. In this world with yeah. everything, the phones, all that shit, man. Yeah. Well, fuck Mia. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having <laughs> me. We covered a lot of shit. I'm going to check. We have any questions for any more from Mia? Uh, I have an open book. You can ask no, me you're anything. Amazing. Literally anything. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not. Oh boy. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh god. You no, said no, it, no, Mia. No, you asked no, for no. it. Stop. It's not something. I mean, I, I like that you like did a, your homework though. I did. I did. I was just like, I gotta find something that I was just like, what? All my notes are good. Like at least as far as like. Okay. What? Like, hit hit no me because now I gotta. I, I gotta know. No, but it's nothing negative. It's just like, like wow, really? That's amazing. If this really happened, so. You never met your sister. I knew that's what you were going to okay. say. I knew you were going to say. Yeah. So you met your sister at an Aerosmith show. I did. And you just looked Which over. Which sister? Liv. Liv. Wow. Looked over and were like, yo, this person so, looks like me. Come on. Well, so I lived in New Hampshire and right. she's from Maine. Go and D. Go right. and D. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> um, and I think I was like nine or something. And my dad would send a car for me to go right. and, you know, drive an hour or whatever. That was my life. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. sitting in a car, looking out the window, That's crazy. driving to Mansfield or whatever. I think Mansfield. this one was in Maine, though. Okay. And yeah, I got there and there was never any other kids backstage. Right. And she was there with her mom. I don't really remember her mom being there, but I know she was there. Right. And we just played. She was she's 18 months older than me. So we just played backstage. I was nine. She was 10 and a half or whatever. Or yeah. Whatever. And we were there was like a little VIP outdoor thing and we went out there and one of these crazy fans was like oh my god mia like and she was like you guys look so cute together are you sisters like you look like twins and we were like wow. we turned to each other we were like yeah because we were just little girls playing <clears throat> wow and we had been playing all night yeah this is a true right. story and uh we went back and we played and there's pictures of us from that night and i got home that night and i was like Oh, I met this girl backstage, and my, I was telling my mom, and she goes, "Oh, she goes, was there a lady named BB there?" And oh, I was like, yeah. "Yeah, that was her mom." And she goes, "Oh, was the girl's name Amy?" And I was like, "No, it was Liv." And she was like, "No, her name's Amy." And I was like, "No, it was Liv." And she was like, "Well, that's your sister," Would and you that's how I that? found out. <laughs> well, that's, that's your sister. sister. Told you. There you go. How that's old it. You then? Nine or ten, Holy I think maybe. Holy shit, that's incredible, and man. And then so cut to so we they weren't ever going to tell you. They're going to tell you we got old enough to know, maybe. So they didn't. It never, nothing ever came of it. Wow. And I, I'm sure my mom and I talked about it a little bit more. I don't really remember that, but that's um, fucking crazy. When man. I was so twelve, we moved back to New York, and Liv also moved to New York with her mom because her mom was part of a Warhol, like that whole oh, yeah, party yeah, yeah, scene yeah. too. She was, uh, I mean, she calls herself a groupie, so she's one of. She was one of the biggest OGs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she, you know, had dated a lot of people and she was part of that Lower East Side New York scene that my yeah. mom was in. They knew each other prior. Crazy, so man. it was all, you know, yeah, everybody just fucked yeah. everybody. And right. it was the 70s. So it was just like mm-hmm. rock stars. And my mom was married to David Johansson from, from the uh, New York Dolls. Yeah. And she left him for my dad. So, you know, that's a whole that other thing. Crazy. There's a song uh, that the Dolls do. I think it's called Flamingo Road. And I didn't realize until just a couple of years ago that it's about a movie that so it was like one of those 50s or 60s movies, like a black and white. I forget who's in it, like Joan Crawford or somebody. But yeah. it's about a, a, a girl who's with this guy who's kind of poor or whatever. And she leaves him for a rich, like famous guy. Mm. And so I guess David Johansson wrote the song Flamingo Road. So I guess that's about my mom. Wow. But anyway, and there was a lot of there was a song about you. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that song called? Mia. Mia. <laughs> um, anyway, so BB was part of that scene too, and yeah. everybody just whatever. And I guess she had gone. I think she was his girlfriend, and they she went to Europe for a, a tour, a leg. Hello, and <laughs> came back, and yeah. she had been. She was in a relationship with Todd Rundgren. Yep. So when she came back and was pregnant, she and she also knew my dad was doing dope and being wild. <laughs> yeah. And uh, wow. she went to Todd and said, I'm pregnant. And he said, let's raise the baby. And so she didn't say anything mm. to my dad. Okay. Um, but once Liv got of a certain age, she started looking a little bit more uh, <laughs> like me. Yeah. She was just a taller version. Um, and then, so we kind of, we're friends like pen pals over the years. Like yeah. I think we might've talked on the phone, but like I have letters that she sent me like a card. That's incredible. And man. then we moved to New York at the same time and we both showed up and we both had perms and <laughs> we hard. were, you know, just there's a picture of us. We, we both have perms. I've got my new kids on the block pin and we've got this pink frosty lipstick on and we look like identical twins. That's so, incredible. Um, but so I was started hanging out with her and my mom would let me go stay hang out at her house with her mom and we would go we w- our favorite thing was to go to the deli there was like a little bodega run from our, from her house and we would just buy chips and candy because we weren't allowed to eat that stuff wow and we would just sit on these like walls just eating <laughs> stoops you know just like yeah. stoops and then I, I i remember i came back we came back and my mom came to pick me up and um i was in her bedroom or something by myself and she came running in and the whole the whole time we were hanging out i knew and didn't know she knew okay come to find out she knew and didn't know i knew oh shit so we were holding it in for for a long time yeah so when my mom came to pick me up this one particular time i was in her room and she came running in and she was like you know and i was like you know and we just like cried and like hugged and then we've so we've been sisters ever since that's fucking legally you know or not legally but like yeah yeah Yeah. since i was like i don't know 12 13 that's incredible. So man. yeah, we didn't really know about her prior to right. that. So that's a crazy moment. It's a crazy story. It's crazy. It is. It really I, is. I was like, no way. Yeah. Like I was like, I can't. That's it's funny because it's true. hundred yeah. percent true. Right. I was yeah. Like, wow. It's such a wild, wild yeah. thing. Is there something out in the world about you that's not true that ever bothered you, or like, what people think you're really supposed to be like? You're really not, or like, I don't know. I don't know. I think. Uh, it, not so much anymore, but I used to think people just always thought that I was like, one thing I hate is that everybody thinks that I'm rich like my dad, <laughs> which I am not. <laughs> that's a whole misconception. Di- that is a whole, yeah, that's a whole different kind of <laughs> okay. money. Yeah. And so they think that just, and I think a lot of celebrity kids probably do live maybe with the parents paper, like wild like, lifestyles. And yeah. like, I'm, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I get stuff. Like, of course yeah. I get stuff your pops man yeah, but i'm not you know we don't get like ferraris and like yeah. you know whatever like um like i had to get a loan from him mm-hmm. for something and i you know nice. to sell like i'm getting work done on my house yeah. and it, it costs a, a little bit of money to get that work done so i was like can i have a little money i'll pay you back with the sale of the house little things like that yeah. i you know so i do get benefits in life you know like yeah, but i just i people sometimes think that you have like a yeah i don't get a spoon. lot of negative comments on instagram and all that stuff but sometimes somebody will be like oh well you're rich and like you mm-hmm. can and i'm like mm, no yeah i don't have that kind of money i i barely i don't even have one percent of what he has like yeah. that's a whole different do you, do you level love aerosmith's music no 
not my big fan gr- i mean no it's, it's part of your life now i like i like the songs that everybody likes yeah. there's a couple songs like seasons of wither um those songs are just so there's emotion in them and they're just yeah. they're so deep but um no i'm not i wasn't really like i think because i had to be yeah right. so i didn't choose to be yeah and you know i don't you found your own type of music you liked and yeah connected to as yeah, well. yeah yeah no i was always into like metal and like harder stuff like yeah. faith no more in the Ooh, 80s was yeah. like my first it just grabbed me and i just was like what is this yeah i need to incredible be a part of this yeah <laughs> um what is this yeah <laughs> and just you know the escalation of that and deftones and all those yes. bands that in the 90s Chino is listening right now love you chino i know chino he listens every week he's yeah. the best i love him i know i know risa oh is that his lady yeah awesome yep. awesome um but just like all those bands that really just grabbed me. And then it, you know, obviously later in life, like, um, Lamb of God, like that was always my yeah, favorite. Yeah, Randy. I love Randy. He's one of Best. my favorite people. Um, have you ever heard his crazy stories about. Oh, yeah, I have him in the party. Told him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I sang back about the new record. I'm pretty psyched to hear he, how he, it sounds. He but. came to my apartment once, right? Right after he got out of there mm. and was just, because I had, I had this mannequin that I had made for an art show. And in it, it I had her like, all designed but i had put like a, a zipper with fur under it and it was she was pregnant and it was like red and he hated it because <laughs> he said it reminded him of this guy whose guts were hanging out in prison when he was Whoa, yeah and, and i was like i'm sorry like yeah. you know like i covered it but i i love randy he's awesome he's but those those bands really you know you connected to yeah i never was into like like I just recently like started liking the Beatles. Okay. Like for the the music. Yeah. Um little things like that, but I never was into I think cuz my mom tried to force me like of the course, Stones yeah. and all this stuff like but she got me into Soundgarden and all these other bands so you know. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't like being forced into things. So <laughs> Do you have like a top 5 of mu- of uh music artists or bands or anything? Deftones will always be my number one. Um Sick. Crosses his Crosses. other band yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, that first album like still my heart every time i listen to it i'll listen to it driving but deftones will all be always be my number one i think that's why because i know risa and i've met chino a couple times but yeah. i i purposely stay away from him because yeah. i love the band so much and i don't want to know him on a personal level i want to yeah. know him for his music so it's awesome and that happens a lot in this world where it's like you meet somebody and then yeah. you're like oh i mean chino's oh, a chino is a great guy he's a sweetheart yeah he's so awesome but i just you won't be let down yeah, no but that. i but i if i felt like if i was really f- friends with them i couldn't say they were my favorite band <laughs> yeah i could geek out <laughs> yeah. yeah but I, that's deftones will always be my number one yeah always um i don't i I can't think. I still have mommy brain. Like, it's all good. I love Lamb of God, Deftones, um, Faith No More. It's a good one. Too, um, God, I can't even think. Right pop in there. Um, I'm not a huge. I mean, I love Biggie. That's always like my yeah. favorite. But I just had this huge discussion with my boyfriend about that. Like when you when you go back and you listen to their lyrics from the '90s and Weird. how awful they were to women and trying to like teach my son not to be like that so it's like this weird middle ground where like i want to listen to that but i can't yeah. because i don't want my kid to hear that because he has no idea that that mm-hmm. kind of talk exists yeah um like tupac i love tupac so yeah i'd probably put that in in the top five yeah. just as a poet you know yeah. as as an actual well, like, a true poet for sure caring emotional yeah. poet Incredible yeah. music yeah. aside like he was great but uh, you know who he really was <laughs> yeah um he's a really good actor as well yeah. yeah. Incredible actor. Yeah. Incredible actor. 
Went to like School of Art or something in Manhattan or something, right? You went to school there? Mm. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. All good. I really don't listen to a whole lot anymore because I'm just always in the car and my kid just wants to yeah. hear his new thing is that Sunflower song from Post Malone. Because it's, oh yeah, it's, <laughs> it's in those movies. Yeah. So he's like obsessed with Sonic 2 now. So there's like a, what's the guy that's with Kylie Jenner? Uh, uh. Travis Scott. There's like yes. a Travis Scott song he likes, or there's okay. like you know because he, he hears them from those, those movies. But yeah. I that's so the only music I know is soundtrack music. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't really get a chance to listen to music because I'm in the car. Yeah. And so we just put on Run DMC. It's always that's a go-to. He just wants to hear Tricky <laughs> over and over. Tricky's the best, man. Yeah. yeah. That's incredible, man. It's hot in here. I know. Just get really hot. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you for talking. Thanks for sharing your story. It's amazing. Psyched to connect with you again. Yeah, I, I've really wanted to do something and just chat. I just yeah, this, this is, is the nice. only one I could really think of that's. I appreciate in it. this realm of my yeah. life. Yeah, it was oh really yeah. nice, oh really yeah. nice to reconnect with you. I'm stoked we're out in your life. <laughs> it's just we, so we, we're hot. gonna hang soon. Though. We're gonna hang in real life. Yeah. Pod, yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Derek? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. gonna get some air soon. Okay, I realized it got hot. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Oh I, know, I was like, did the heat? Yeah, I thought it was just me. Then I was. Like, do you have a website? It's anything? the deep conversation. Do you have anything people yeah. can just your name on Instagram? People can find you there, or just, you have a website or no, anything? Or no, just my Instagram. But I don't. I mean, I just post pictures of my boyfriend and my kid, and my yeah. dogs. <laughs> I really do. I don't like. I'm not selling anything. I'm nah, not. No, I post food stuff. We're yeah. starting like a catering company. So nice. that's one of the things that we're doing when we move. Okay. Because um, my boyfriend is such an amazing chef. So maybe look out for that. Do you have a name for it yet? Mm, yeah. Can't say I it. don't know if we can use it because. So my. So Let's not say it in case somebody tries to copyright it without you knowing. No, no. because okay. there's like restaurants and stuff. But like, so our initials are Joe, Axe, and Mia. So we always say jam. But then oh. my, my son I came like up it. with a little. So when they cook me breakfast on the weekends and stuff, they call it nice. My son, yeah, they do. Like Joe will make potatoes and Axe will help and all that stuff. But um, Axe called it Love Bunny. <laughs> so too. we call our little situation Love Bunny. I love that. <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, I don't. I'm not selling anything. I'm not pushing anything. <laughs> if you would like to look at my child, my boyfriend, my <laughs> dogs, and the occasional, sometimes I'm in a story selfie. Okay. Then my Instagram is for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Derek Green. Word. That was awesome. <laughs> now let's get some air conditioning. Bye. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple of years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch, and anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you. Give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives.